<laughs> Good Lord, brothers and sisters of the universe, we're back. We're back once again. Uh, this podcast is supported by many fine sponsors. Let's get into them right quick. Number one, first and foremost, we're brought to you by Onnit. Onnit, O-N-N-I-T, is a human optimization website. Um, it is a, a website that has evolved and grown from the birth of this podcast. It essentially caused the business to form. Um, what it's about is selling what we deem to be items that enhance human performance, enhance your physical performance, your mental performance, enhance your, mu- your mood, give you healthy choices as far as uh, things to put into your body, and strength and conditioning equipment. We sell kettlebells and steel maces and ab wheels and medicine balls, all these different things like weight vests, things that really enhance functional strength. Um, if you've never done kettlebells before, there's a fantastic series of uh, videos that are available at onnit.com. Um, and if you've done it a few times and you understand the form, the best one is Keith Weber's Extreme Kettlebell Cardio Workouts. They're fantastic because there's a lot of kettlebell DVDs that will show you like how to do the individual exercises, but they don't do the workout with you and like make you keep up with them. Uh, I just actually have been going back and forth with Keith, Keith Weber. So he's going to be on the podcast uh, in October. I'm very excited about that. I really want to talk to him because his, uh, his workout DVDs are, like I said, my favorite. If you're thinking about doing anything like this, please start slow. If you've never worked out and you smoke cigarettes and you're always drunk, <laughs> do me a favor. Please start slow. Don't be dropping a fucking big 72-pound gorilla kettlebell in your head because you're getting crazy and you're trying to do it all in one day. It takes time. Go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word ROGAN and save 10% off any and all supplements. And uh, this just in. We just got in. We're drinking it now. Uh, on it, Caveman Coffee. This is uh, our friend Keith Jardine and Tate have created this company called Caveman Coffee because they're both fucking cavemen. <laughs> and uh, uh, they have a relationship with uh, a guy who grows coffee in Colombia. His family grows coffee and they, they go direct to. It's a single source um, uh, farm. So it's kind of interesting. Um, just by happenstance because Tate is, uh, Tate's a big coffee fanatic. Always has been. That dude, ever since we met him, would, he wouldn't go anywhere without a venti Starbucks in his hand, you know? Yeah, he quit alcohol and drugs and went right to coffee. That, well, that happens, man. Those <laughs> yeah. du- dudes that are on uh, the program, they're in like a 12-step program. They love their coffee because mm-hmm. it gives you a little bit of a buzz, but nobody has to get crazy. And you, so you satisfy a little bit of those demons and keep everything cool. You're giving yourself a little something-something, but it's not fucking you up. So those guys love coffee. It's very rare you see like an Alcoholics Anonymous dude who... Uh, Although you're not anonymous if you tell everybody you're sober, by the way. Right. <laughs> I wonder, do these people also move on to other things like like sniffing Cigarettes. markers? No, you can't do anything like that. You're not supposed to do anything that's, you know, what would be the word for it? Twisted? You know, anything where you're feeding some... some Isn't that what caffeine is, though, kind of? You, no, because all those guys are addicted to Red Bulls and Yeah, but coffees. that's not markers. That's not like huff and paint. Yeah, I guess. Which one's more dangerous? Oh, do- without a doubt, coffee is actually good for you. Or what about sniffing Play-Doh? That's- and people that d- deny this, listen, you have to read some articles on this. It appears that coffee has a lot of functions, uh, a lot of benefits. You know what it is? It's like every fucking thing else. You can overdo it. You can overdo it. You could drink coffee all fucking day, every day, and just torch your adrenals, just jack your system. Or you could have a little bit of it every day. 
It has um, gives you a stimulant effect. On top of that, it's uh, rich in antioxidants. There's like a lot of good things about coffee, believe it or not. It's actually not bad for you. We used to think it was bad for you. What's bad for you is dehydration. But if you drink coffee and you still drink water and keep yourself uh, in order, just don't get crazy, bitches. Anyway, go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word Rogan and save 10% off any and all supplements. We are also brought to you by NatureBox. Yeah. Oh, and Miss Pat is eating some Nature Box right now, and she can attest to the yumminess of this product. These nuts are good. They're very good. <laughs> Everything's good. The whole deal. The and they natural nuts, too, so. <laughs> mango, almond, pistachios, kapow. These are lemon pluckers, pistachios. Yeah, these are, oh, they're mango almond bites. That's what they are. I'm eating these. These are fucking delicious. But the best is sriracha cashews. Nothing can fuck with them. They're all gone. I need you to just have them just send me boxes of sriracha cashews. If they're listening, can I have one? I have one t- uh, request. Can yeah. you order? Like, I just want to order four packs of the, the cashews, but it won't let you. It won't let you order four? Yeah, like, I want to be able to. And, and it gives you, like, a, a stopping point where you can only order, like, three extra snacks. And then, mm. like, you can only order a total of, I think it's, like, 10 Red snacks. Like, well, we'll have to move into that, but Red let's not bean. focus on negative. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying, because I, I, I use my box so fast, I just want to order more. Yeah, well, <laughs> order more boxes? I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to say. I, I haven't noticed that. Yeah. That's, that's fucked up, though. You should be able to order, like, 50 boxes of just sriracha cashews only. Yeah, and I want it once a week. Can I have it once a week? They it won't do it, it does, once it a week? It doesn't, unless it's really confusing to do that. You think they would want to add it. you got to check this before you say it no, in no, an I'm, ad I've, that I've, you can't do it. I've tried it a million times. They won't let you order one a week. Yeah. Why do I have a feeling that we're going to find out it's really easy to order one a week? It might be, but I've tried. Okay. <laughs> Nature Box, from being fat. anyway, is very good. <laughs> Maybe they love you. really good. Um, the, the, the problem is that you can't get enough. I, exactly. Mine goes through in three days, and that's with the total addition. You should go to a supermarket and get actual food. <laughs> you fuckhead. I've been actually living off of this. this you is... can't. There's not enough calories. You need more. Otherwise, you go retarded. That's big cheddar potato. That might be what your problem is, man. You just you're just not getting enough nutrients. I just can't leave the house. That too. Anyway, they're delicious. Zero trans fats, zero high fructose corn syrup, and uh, you could get snacks that are low in sugar, uh, non-GMO, and without gluten. And they ship for free. It's good shit, man. It's really good stuff. Peanut butter nom noms are really good. Mm. You ever have those? Yeah. Baked sweet potato fries. A lot of healthy choices too. A lot of choices where you don't feel bad eating them at all. And it's so much better than the shit that you're going to get from any vending machine, period. So if you keep them at work, it's a fantastic option. You know, you always have uh, healthy snacks, and they deliver them to you. So if you're like Brian and you don't like leaving the house, <laughs> they just bring them to you. And if you go to naturebox.com right now, you're going to get 50% off your first box. Just go to naturebox.com slash Rogan. So naturebox.com slash Rogan, and you'll get 50% off your month's first box. Stay full, stay strong, my friends. Go to naturebox.com <laughs> slash Rogan. Chili lime pistachios. Oh, those are good, yeah, too. That's so good. But I tell you what, I have a grievance with them, too, then. Because uh, there's a supermarket near my house that sells pistachios out of the shells. And once you eat yes. pistachios out of the shells, you're like, why are you giving me these stupid fucking shells and pretending this is a big bag of pistachios? No, this is a big bag of shit I can't eat that you expect me to take out before I eat. How about you just give me the fucking pistachios? I have shells all over my bed. The shells yeah. is because you're stupid. supposed to suck the nuts. Suck, suck it before you eat it. It's not. It's oh, overrated. It's like a crawfish. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> but it's really good. Like, I've been sucking on these. And, Those are good. Yeah. Those are delicious. So Don't get me wrong. you suck it. Suck I'll the take salt. them over nothing. 
nothing. However, the best option is when they're already out of the shell. Then you just eat the shit out of them. Yeah. You can't believe how many pistachios you get in your fucking face. They cost <laughs> more. <laughs> yeah, they the definitely shell. cost more. But it's just, it's one of those things that we've just become accustomed to. It's stupid that you got a shell on that. The shell's not helping anybody. Nature Box should have a nature bucket of just these roasted, <laughs> like, like sriracha roasted cashews. Uh, I will I will pay 40 bucks a month if I get a bucket of these. Like a Kentucky Fried Chicken size bucket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nature bucket anyway naturebox.com slash rogan go there enjoy and uh last and finally brought to you by stamps.com stamps.com is another awesome way to uh stay inside your house that's what we're promoting ladies and gentlemen essentially we just want you to stay home and consume internet content and lose your fucking mind um but if you go to stamps.com and click on the microphone and enter in the code word j-r-e you will get a $110 bonus offer, which includes a digital scale and up to $55 worth of free postage. What Stamps.com is, is a way where you can print from your own computer U.S. postage, the real deal. You never have to go to a post office again. If you have your own business, like Brian does at Desquad.tv, where he sells all those cool kitty cat t-shirts and now hats. See those hats? All kinds of groovy shit. Um, hoodies, right? You have hoodies yeah, now? Yeah, up till 5 a.m. shipping these from Stamps.com. Yeah, <laughs> he really does have a legit job with Stamps.com. Um, and what they do is, you know, they have it so that you do everything on your computer. You print it up with your printer. You slap those babies on your boxes and you send them out. How much easier is it than going to the supermarket? So, or supermarket, I mean, rather. So easy. I couldn't, even, I couldn't even fit it in my car, what I have to do. Like, I would have to take four trips to the post office. Now, I could just do it on stamps.com, then have the, the mailman just pick it up. If you were less, or if you were just slightly more organized, you could have an actual business with all these shirts. Right. You just, you have to do it by yourself, and it's almost like I'm watching one of those old-time wagon wheels going down a hill, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, it's rolling right now, but Jeez. <laughs> how if, long is it going to be before that fucking thing hits a rock? If, if you look at my house right now, because I moved all of the merch to my house now, and I'm doing it all for my living room, it looks like I'm a psycho, and it looks like my bed is just fucking the, the, the pistachio shells, and, and my living room is just boxes, shirts, and bo- like... Yeah, it's time it's to crazy. hire employees, man. It's time to hire employees. Take this shit to the next level. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Without Stamps.com, he would be dead. There would be no time for him to eat, breathe, or drink water, and he would have died long ago. But with Stamps.com, Brian has been able to maintain a healthy business. Anyway, go to Stamps.com. Again, enter in the code word JRE, and you will get a free digital scale and up to 55 bucks worth of free postage. If you have an idea in your head and you're thinking about starting a business, if you actually do it, it will make your life infinitely better. If you could figure out a way to get off the tit of whatever giant company you work for that doesn't give a fuck about you and replace you with somebody else in a heartbeat and figure out something you like to do, man. Like if you like to make fucking corn cob pipes or something, if you like to, you know, whatever you like to do, there's a way that someone can sell things online that just didn't exist before. And maybe it's just something you never considered but brainstorm, seriously, brainstorm. Come up with a business you could start yourself. You could do it with Squarespace and Stamps.com, and you would be just set. You could actually work for yourself, and you'll get to a point where you'll feel comfortable enough to quit that 
janky ass fucking job that's been weighing down your soul. And it doesn't even have to be a job. One of the weirdest things is that I never used the post office because it was such a pain in the ass to send like my family shit back home or my mm-hmm. friends and stuff. You just have to put it shit in a box and it costs like eight dollars for them to get it in two days and they come and pick it up. At your front door. So now I'm just sending shit all the time to friends and stuff just because it's like seriously super cheap. Like, oh, hey, have some shit. Oh, hey, here's this. Remember this? Yeah, you get a lot of swag, right? Aren't you always getting things? Like, I'm always getting t-shirts that I'm not going to wear and books that I'm not going to read. Exactly. Yeah, it's cool if you could share that shit. To be able to do it through stamps.com. Anytime, look, the, the idea of the post office or, you know, any company that sends you things is ridiculous. You're going to give you someone... How much? I got to give you 80 bucks and you're going to take some shit that weighs 20 pounds across the country? Yeah. What the fuck is that? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's amazing. Like, people used to complain about stamps when a stamp was like 35 cents. You know, they went up to 35 cents. Fucking 35 cents. Someone's going to take your letter and they're going to bring it to another part of the world. Like, that's amazing. They're going to take it to the other side of the continent and it only costs 35 cents. And you're whining? You fucking lazy, spoiled bitch. Yeah. I love the future. Shit like this is a a great example of a website taking something that sucked and making it so much better and so much easier to where you could take advantage of the USPS, you know, for like, you know, sending stuff to your parents for cheap and not having to deal with taking it to the post office, waiting in line to where it becomes a chore. Yeah, we have a bunch of our friends who use it. Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky use stamps.com. Bert uses it. Kreischer uses it. For Bert, 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 all that, all his shit. BertSquirt.com. Yeah. Does Joey use it for his stuff? Probably. Anyway, stamps.com. Go there. Get your freak on. Use the code word JRE. Save him some money and enjoy a nice product. All right, Miss Pat is here. Why fuck around, Brian? Cue the music. Don't don't fuck with Nick Diaz's voice today. Very big special Joe announcement. Rogan podcast. Check it out. The Joe Have some Rogan respect. Experience. Train by day. Joe Rogan podcast by night. All day. Thank you. Don't want to fuck with his voice. He just signed to fight Anderson Silva. Oh. Miss Pat. Now, if I did not have you on this podcast, I would have never heard the end of it. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know what you've done on those other podcasts, but all I keep hearing is, dude, you got to get Miss Pat. You got to get Miss Pat. Like, more than any recent comedian I could think of in, like, the past two years, people have been trying to get you. What's well, going thank you on? For having, I don't know. What's they that about? What are you doing? What <laughs> are you doing white to these guys people? Like a big old black lady. I guess they think I'm their nanny and shit. Well, what I keep hearing is a comparison to you, my favorite person ever, Joey Diaz. Everybody yes. keeps saying that you're a female Joey Diaz, which is there's no better description for a comedian that exists in my. Well, that's true. I mean, we shaped alike. <laughs> both our daddy left us, yeah. so we be similar, yeah. And you both don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about shit. Life is too short to give a fuck. It I is got, too short. I got four kids and two abortions. I don't give a fuck. Wow. You can't keep them all. Yeah, you can't keep them all. There's times to do things and times not. Exactly. <laughs> abortions is <laughs> a hot topic. That's a, that's a fucking, uh, it takes the air out of the room. Do you fear it? You feel that? Did like that scare abortion? you guys? Not she you guys. Y'all spoken reefer hey, early. <laughs> hey, how dare you? How dare you implicate us in illegal drug use? <laughs> hey, I'm going to have all the soccer moms call, write me. How dare you, bitch? That was 20 years ago. Call Jesus. Don't call me. Leave me the fuck alone. They wouldn't say how dare you. If you were white, they might. Oh, A lot oh. of those Republican soccer moms that are really anti-abortion. Yeah. yeah really you never see black people outside of abortion clinic. They'd be like, girlfriend, I feel you. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel you. My appointment next week, bitch. <laughs> There's a weird vacancy in their eyes. If you ever go to like a or watch a documentary on those people, like I, I've seen those people. If you there was a Planned Parenthood, I think it was in Boston. And I remember seeing these people outside of it, and they would when you would drive by, and they would hold up pictures of like dead babies and yeah. stuff, like hold up like, and they harass women as they're going in. They like yeah. show them these pictures. But when they come out, nobody is out there. Yeah, have you noticed that everybody's yeah. gone? Yeah, why is that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> they, they probably know when the time when the well, nobody was are. out there when I went. No, I went. They're not gonna protest in the hood. They don't give a fuck about those babies. <laughs> so you don't have to. You don't have that problem. You just have the problem getting the daddy. They drop you off because <laughs> he don't want to be a part of it. Abortion's a tricky subject, man. You know, because it's like at what point in time should it be okay? Like everybody, I think agrees. it's your choice. Absolutely. This is I was. I always say this is my pussy. I do what I want. That's what I say to her too. Yeah. But nobody listens. <laughs> you they don't can, even believe me. Yeah, I mean, this is your, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Who is Congress to tell you what to do with yourself? Yeah, no, no, no one can tell you. Yeah, because once you have it and you can't take it, I had two kids mm-hmm. when I was fifteen. What the fuck was you then, Congress? You had two kids by the time you were fifteen. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. Two kids. Wow. I that, didn't have a fucking childhood. That is incredible. That's yes, incredible. Was, I don't know how I made it. It was incredible. Wow. Well, you obviously made it. You're okay. You're funny. Yeah, but, but man, I took a, a, I went through a lot of shit to get funny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wasn't funny when I was having them. Yeah, I can only imagine. How old were you when you had your first kid? I was 14 when I had my first kid by a married man. Boy. I met him when I was 12, and he was 22. Whoa. So we started dating. I was in elementary school. Oh, my God. 12. I had a really nice body. I was fuckable. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be fuckable today, Joe, but I was fuckable back then. When did you start fucking? Uh, 12. He was the first he one. He was the first one. Wow. Yeah. He was the first one. You got a baby with him. And you had a baby when you were 14. Wow. Two, but ba- and then I got pregnant again and gave birth when I was fifteen. Oh my goodness! Wow, that is a cra- where was you never met a teenage mom? Oh, I've met teenage moms. Yeah. Well, I'm an old teenage mom now. <laughs> I used to be a teenage mom. That's just uh, it's it's hard for someone who has children, especially someone who has daughters like me. I got to hear two that. daughters too. Yeah, they didn't have any kids. They, they they didn't have the life I, I didn't play that shit. What do they feel like when they hear your story? That's got to be hard. I mean, I guess you'd have to ask them, but that that's has to be crazy to hear that your mom went through that. Well, my daughter was there. You know, she was there because, I, I mean, I got pregnant mm-hmm. at 14 and I had a brother. Then I couldn't get a job. I started selling drugs. So she was there through everything. I mean, I think I'm her hero. Wow. So she after I got married and I straightened everything out, you know, she had a better life, but you know that's one of those situations where people that have that attitude, like that everyone on welfare is just just lazy, like that people don't need to help, they they need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, like stories like that. Man, well, you got to shut the fuck up. Right? Well, it's statistics. Let me tell you something. When you when you dealing when you like, I grew up in the ghetto. My mom was on welfare. Her mom was on welfare. So people, I, I tell a story about welfare is like diabetes. If the mama get it, there's a good chance the daughter might get it. Wow. So you teaches. I mean, she taught me how to do this shit. And I just said, I don't. I don't want my daughter to go through this bullshit. I don't want my daughter to be a 
teenage mom and, you know, drop out of high school. My daughter's the first one to graduate high school in three generations and the first one to ever go to college in my family. Wow. So I was determined you are not going to end up like I ended up. That's beautiful. That's amazing. That, that to me, is the greatest form of success ever. If you can learn from your own mistakes, import, impart your life's wisdom on your children, and then your children go on to take the ball and carry it and run it further and do what you just said, become the first person to go to college, become the first person to graduate high school in many generations, that's beautiful. That's, yeah. a, that's an amazing thing. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I mean, I worked hard for that shit because, I mean, when I didn't graduate. My, mm-hmm. Nobody else. I had nobody to look up to. I just know I was like my daughter would not go through this bullshit that I went through in life. And I had a son, too. So he graduated too, but wow. nobody else. I mean, I had a niece that, because I had custody of my sister, four kids. So her oldest daughter graduated because they're the same age, right after my daughter did, but nobody else. Everybody just keep having babies and dropping out. It's a fucking, um, what do you call it? Epidemic? Yeah. You know, it's just keep passing mm-hmm. it down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um, There's definitely kids... Everybody learns from their atmosphere. That's why I always tell people, if you can, surround yourself with people that are trying to get their shit together. And it will help you get your shit together because you you force yourself to the standard of the people that you're around. If you're around a bunch of people that are real friendly, you're more likely to be friendly. You know, if you're around a a bunch of people that will go out of their way to help people, you're more likely to go out of their way to help people. And that's what I did. I started to surround myself. I said, for me to do better, I need somebody I can learn from because I didn't learn shit from my mama. My mama stayed drunk all the time. And, you know, I was raised in a bootleg house. So all I saw was drunk people, just bullshit all my life. So I started to pick my girlfriends. If you didn't have a college degree, a high school diploma, you couldn't be my fucking friend because I have a bunch of stupid-ass relatives. (laughs) I needed somebody I can learn from. You know, just to put a correct sentence together all that bullshit because I dropped out of school in eighth grade. So I needed to surround myself around better people. So all my girlfriends got college degrees and, you know, they they married. They, they, you know. That's amazing, though, that you figured that out. Like, how old were you when you decided to have these, like, really high standards? Um, Probably about 17 because... Probably about 17 is when things was winding down from being in a bad relationship with my kid's father. Because, you know, I I, I started dating him, and I, I think what I was looking for was just somebody to love me because my I didn't have a fucking father. So I think I was just saying, I need somebody to love me. So I get involved with this guy who become very abusive, who shoots me, <laughs> who beats me. And then I'm thinking, you know, because I was taught this. My mama said, if a man don't hit you, he don't love you. She said that? <laughs> Fuck yeah. And he Whoa. hit me with a roller Whoa. skate one night. Why is that funny? Bro? <laughs> that just is like the worst advice I've ever heard. Well, my mama gave me a lot of <laughs> fucked up advice that I realize now that it was fucked up advice, but it was passed down to her. Wow. So she was like, if a man don't hit you, he don't love you. Wow. So I, my baby daddy hit me with a roller skate one night because it's fool. Love the roller skate. Oh, and that fucking God. skate shook my skull. And I said to myself, if this love, bitch, I can do without it. I bought up my fist and I knocked that motherfucker in the back seat. Wow. And I started to fight back from that day on. He hit you with a roller skate. He hit me. He shot me in the back of the head. He hit me with shot a bunch you. of shit. What did he shoot you with? A thirty-eight. Jesus Christ. Where did it, cr- it hit you? And it just it cracked the back of my skull. That's it? It just grazed you? No, nah, it went in a good little bit, but it was fucked up. Because they, 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 they was like, I can't believe you're not dead. 
So oh I was in the God. hospital. I get better and I call him. It's like, oh, you love me. Come get me. That's how fucking stupid He wasn't was. in jail? You didn't call I the would, cops on No, I wouldn't tell. I was in love. Because oh my, my mama said, if I'm over, because I'm going to slap you a couple of times, he don't love you. Oh, my God. So if he shoots you, oh, my God, that's real fucking love. Jesus Christ. He was trying to kill you. Well, he say he wasn't. Oh, it's just that good at aim. <laughs> you know how fucking good at aim you have to be to shoot someone in the head and not kill And them? I was 15. Oh, my God. He shot you in the head when you were 15. Yeah. Holy then shit. Then I turned around to get shot again in the titty. What? This is getting romantic. Who shot, you? Who shot you in the breast? A fucking fool in a drive-by. Blew my nipper off. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where were you sitting when this happened? No, we was arguing. We, was, we had an argument, so... I put my pistol in his face because I was a drug dealer. I was like, get the fuck out of here before I shoot you. But I'm just 15 with a gun. I didn't know you wasn't supposed to pull a gun unless you're going to shoot a motherfucker. So he come back with a 45 and started fucking pow, 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 pow. So I started running. And one of the 45s hit me up under the arm and blew my whole fucking titty apart. Oh, my goodness. It was like stepping on a line, <laughs> a line field. And you were 15? Yeah. And you were 15 with two kids and you got shot in the titty. My daughter was with me when, when he shot me. She sure was. She was with me. And when they when they came to get me, she was like, the police like, well, what, what happened, Rabbit? Because that was my drug dealer name. And I didn't really want to tell because I was like, we're going to kill this motherfucker. My daughter yelled out, well, Monk Monk shot my mom. My mama put a pistol in Monk's face, so he came back and shot. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You going to get me arrested? Wow. Oh, my God. And that you're 15, and how old was your daughter then? She was uh, two? Yeah. Wow. You know, she's two. She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. She's traumatized. She knew everything. She knew every <laughs> fucking thing. Wow. She still remembers to this day. That is an insane environment to grow up in. Your, it was. Your mom's a 15-year-old drug dealer who got shot in the titty. Yeah. In a drive-by. Yeah. And you Ooh. saw mom with dope and money like crazy every day. How did you not get, did you get arrested? Fuck yeah. You always get arrested. Always. Always. That's no beating it. They wait till you earn enough money so they can take it. Is that what happened? Yeah, I did a year in prison for it. That was the worst day of my life because I missed my daughter going to kindergarten. You can't get that shit back. Right. But I was just trying to survive. Honestly, I was just trying to survive. Well, I couldn't imagine how anybody would function. Just being 14, having to fend for yourself, having kids. Like, what? You can't. I couldn't get a job. anybody. Because I was 15 and I needed a work permit. So a lot of times I would just show up on a fucking interview and they was like, where your work permit? I was like, meet Ashlyn Nikeel. I need a fucking job. I got two kids. They was like, you're supposed to be in school. That's here nor there. I got two fucking kids to fend for. So at that time, crack had just hit the black community really hard. So I started to sell crack because everybody was getting on it. Wow. Did you take it? I never did drugs. I grew up watching my mama um, as an alcoholic. So everything my mama did, I said I wouldn't do. She smoked cigarettes. She drank. She did whatever. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to end up like you motherfuckers. I think y'all stole me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were the, the end of the line, you know? I mean, that's, the, if it, that's what it looks like. I mean, it looks like you're the one who figured it out, and then you're imparting that onto your kids. But the end of the line, like sometimes enough is enough. And enough you, is enough. Your own genetics were like, stop, cut the bullshit. Let's, yeah. uh, let's reset this whole thing. Yeah. Good for you. Especially when I had kids. I was like, my kids can't grow around this bullshit. How'd you start doing stand-up? Um, I went to the welfare office. 
and uh, to get my food stamps and welfare recertified. So you like get a white caseworker, and I tell her, oh, I had such a hard life. I've been shot. I've been this. I've been that. And, you know, white caseworker, once I tell these stories in the detail, white women, they're so easy to make cry. <laughs> <laughs> so this bitch would give me a few extra bumps and tell me what was going on free. So one day I go in and I got this black caseworker. So I said, oh, this bitch is going to be hard because, you know, you think all black people is from the ghetto. So I started telling her these stories, and this bitch busts out laughing. And I was like, what the fuck are you laughing at? She was like, you should be a comedian. This shit is hilarious. You ever heard of Richard Pryor? These are Richard Pryor stories. I was like, I didn't come in for no fucking job. I came for free shit. <sighs> That's hilarious. You didn't want a job. No, I was on welfare. I mean, at the time, I was trying to get my life back together. So, um, you know, I'm just home. had a free, free house because I had Section A. I had custody of my sister, four kids. So I had a total of six kids and a husband who was working. And I was like, you know, this is how I grew up. Motherfuckers standing at home watching The Young and the Restless. So you didn't even start to think about doing stand-up until this lady brought that up? Well, she the first one to kind of put it in my ear, yeah. Wow. I never thought this shit was funny. It was pain. See, I mean, you know, I mean, when you tell, when I tell these stories, I had to get over them. So you got to forgive. And then you got to, you know, you got to let everything go. So it doesn't bother you to tell it on stage. I can laugh about it now. You know, people look at me having, uh, you know, sleeping with a married man. I'm 12 and he's 22. That's fucking child molestation. But how do you deal with it? So I deal with it. I laugh about it. I'm turning all that. what used to, And I used to be pissed off at this dude because he took my fucking childhood. I mean, think about it. I was a mom at 14. That's crazy. I got a 16-year-old daughter that all she do is fucking play with her iPad and just doing what a 16-year-old supposed to do. I never had that opportunity. I never had an opportunity to be a little girl. It's overrated because if it was awesome, you'd be doing that <laughs> shit right now. I mean, think about it. You know, everybody said, I wish I was seven again. I was retarded when I was seven. I'd be playing with mutant ninja turtles and pretending pretend helicopters are real, little plastic helicopters. That's stupid. That's stupid shit. I'm glad. Well, but it's, it's stuff that you need. <laughs> no, you're not, Joe. You don't. You don't want nobody to steal your daughter's I'm childhood. Only Come on, man. No, Fucking be drop kicking the shit out of that old nigga. Get your old ass away from here. You ain't getting no pussy. You better fuck this cat. <laughs> what is it about a guy that would want to do that? That's what's fucked up. It it's is. like what you were talking about, like the whole patterns. You know, like your family falls into a pattern. I bet they're in the same. My mama, my too. Mo- I learned because I'm writing a one woman show for my for my life. And I learned that my daddy got my mama young like that. Mm. My mama had six kids by the time she was 22. Wow. So it's just passing it down. Yeah, it's so common that that happens on both sides, you know. I mean, maybe maybe your husband or the man who gave uh, got you pregnant, maybe like in his That family, is not my was, fucking husband. I meant the dude. Baby dad. Whatever he was at the time. He was yeah. never your husband at any point in time? No. He okay. was married. Oh, that's wow. right. Well, whoever he is. I guess Facebook dude, friends? Bet. Huh? Never mind. <laughs> I bet, you know, in his life, I bet that was probably common too. You know, I bet that kind of fucked up behavior was normal. I, well... Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, mean? if you look at it, it's child molestation. For sure. So, to me, he's a fucking molester. You know, we learned later on he Mm -hmm. did other shit. But, I mean, to to fuck a 12-year-old, you're 22, and to show up at the hospital and sign both kids' birth certificate, nobody question your old ass. That's crazy, too. That is the most gross shit out of all of this. I cannot look at my kids' birth certificate. 
Because on there, I'm 14 and he's 22. And my daughter went to get her birth certificate because she was going on a cruise. And she was like, oh, my God, look, this is nasty. I was like, bitch, put that away. I didn't say bitch, but I was like, put that shit away. (laughs) Put that shit away. Wow. Yeah, it's a sickness. It has to be. And it's a, a sickness of the mind. And apparently... When someone, when it gets done to them, it's more likely that they're going to do it to somebody else. Yeah. Like, and, you know, he never thought he did anything wrong because I asked him. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s now. You actually took my childhood. And he was like, your mind and body wasn't 12. What the fuck are you talking about? My mind and body. Because I had a big booty that was round and my titties set up like apples. Oh, I had a come fuck me sign on my forehead. Well, he, that's his way of excusing his behavior. He got horny when he was around you, so he felt like your body and mind. But, you know, when you describe it, see, how is a, a, a man supposed to decipher that if he's a dumb dude at 22? You know, he's not going to decipher that. No, he just wants to fuck. Yeah, that's the problem. And the, it's such an overwhelming urge. Unless you have someone around you constantly imparting morals and ethics and growing you the right way. We grow up like animals. We have instincts, you know, yeah. these animal instincts, horny instincts. They overcome any idea of guilt or remorse. or And so that's his way of rational, you know, rationalizing it. I Your guess. body and mind weren't 14. <laughs> well, my body yeah. truly wasn't 14. I was fine as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I mean, I'm not excusing him. I'm not excusing him, but so I'm assuming he's a dumb dude, right? He's dumb as fuck. He yeah. work at Jiffy Loops now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with people working at Jiffy Lube, but I hear you. It's just, um, it's it's hard to get your shit together, you know, but you getting your shit together in your situation, that's more impressive than anybody, any normal person in any other situation. Because your situation sounds so fucking crazy that for you to go full circle from that to being a working professional comedian. Paying taxes. Yeah, the whole deal. And, voting. And on top of that, the most important thing, seeing your kids grow up in a completely different way. A complete. I tell my kids all the time, you don't know how fucking good you have it. Especially my, sec- my second, my, my two by my husband. You know, we live in the suburbs, and they don't know shit. They don't hear gunfire. Mm -hmm. I never had to put drugs in their pampers and haul the dope and sell drugs in front of their schools. I never had to do none of that shit to them. So I was like, you don't know how fucking good you got it. Yeah. A lot of people don't. You know, that's what that old expression, you know, that um, or the old thought, rather, that one day there's going to come a point in time when the apocalypse comes, and then civilization is going to crumble. The apocalypse is already here. It's just not in your neighborhood. Like, yeah. there's spots in the world where you can go to right now where you might as well be in Mad Max, right? There's, how about Liberia? You hear this shit, man? They're fucking closing the borders of Liberia because Ebola's breaking out and people who had it, they escaped from the hospital. Yeah. These fucking people escaped from quarantine. Jesus Christ. They don't know where they're going. It's a city of a million people. Wasn't there somebody here in Los Angeles that just escaped from the hospital also with some kind of really contagious disease and they were like, he has a warrant for his arrest right now because he just left the hospital? I don't know. Google it. Uh, yeah. Google it. Did he take the cure with not- him? <laughs> <laughs> that was that movie, The Strain. I think you were probably stoned and you were watching no, no, The Strain. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that TV show? Bed with my that FX show? Box. Have you seen The Strain? No. It's a good fucking show, man. I read the book and I didn't like it. I liked it for three quarters of the way, but the last quarter was kind of whack and I decided that that's not enough. You know, three quarters really good, and then one quarter of the book sucks. I can't recommend it. But as a show, it's awesome. It's really cool. That's just, I think that's what they were meant, they meant to do when they made The Strain in the first place. They meant to make it as a, uh, a miniseries. And they wrote it as a book. 
but that that's how it takes place. It takes place that uh, there a disease, there's a quarantine, and these people get out, and then psh, then everyone's fucked. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we were just talking it sounds about, like the ghetto to me, but I'm just gonna listen to you. We're talking about the apocalypse. <laughs> we're talking about t- terrible situation. Like if your life. Like when you were getting shot in the tit and you were 15, you had your baby with you and you dr- drug deal and all that. If you forced some white woman in her 40s yes. into that situation, she would be. Lose our fucking mind. That would be the apocalypse. That yeah. would be the apocalypse for her. I have to sell crack? What? Someone shot my tit off? What? <laughs> I can't do this. You know? I mean, that would be just like the apocalypse. There'd be no yes, difference. Yes, it would be. I found it. It's, it was actually in North Hollywood. It was a guy with tuberculosis. Uh, tuberculosis is that super contagious? If it gets bad, so. I think it's something that, like, if you start sneezing, there it's airborne. Oh, it's airborne. Yeah. yeah, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think they arrested him. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they could treat tuberculosis, right? That's not scaring me like Ebola. Ebola is a hemorrhagic virus, which means you bleed. You bleed everywhere. Like you bleed, your eyeballs bleed. Your fucking skin falls apart. Like Ebola is rough business. That's no joke. Those hemorrhagic viruses. When I did that uh, sci-fi show, uh, Questions Everything, the um, the real issue with, that was like scary on that show was talking about infectious diseases. And they were talking about, um, you know, everybody's worried that like there'll be some terrorists and they'll release some anthrax and everybody get fucked. They're like, listen, w- what nature makes, the stuff that nature's making, that is way squ- scarier than any fucking shit that anybody's cooking up in a lab. Because at any given point in time, nature can make some insane virus that no one can fix. At any point in time, these two viruses can interact with each other and create some mutant, and it can, they're constantly changing and growing, and they're constantly avoiding the attack by antibiotics and anti- antiviral drugs. So they're strengthening and getting stronger and, and finding new, trickier ways to get into people's bodies. You Dude, scare me. Can we just stick the gun real? This guy scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> he scared the fuck out of me. He was, one of these dudes was a Russian cat who told me that when the Cold War was going on, they had trenches filled with anthrax. Trenches. And I go, well, how many people would that kill? He said, every person on the planet. Every single person. I said, there's enough anthrax to kill every person. He goes, absolutely. No question about it. There's enough anthrax that they had that could kill everybody. I'm like, what are you talking about? How much anthrax is there? Like, it only takes like a little bit to kill you. Like, anthrax is a motherfucker. And this idea was that they were going to figure out some sort of an airborne dispersion method. And they even the government even tested, like, there was something, I think it was in Cleveland, I forget the city, but they sprayed some shit over the city, like phosphorescent, like something that they could track. They're like, essentially what the chemtrail people think is going on, you know, like they actually did it and they did it from the top of a building. They sprayed it or something like that because they were trying to figure out how much of a containment uh, period, how how much of an area would they have to contain, you know, if a disease got out. That's how goofy people are. They were thinking about like actually just it's so indiscriminately just letting a disease go out a disease like that was an option, like a disease that would kill the entire pot, not just the soldiers. Not just the people that were, you know, the politicians who were causing the war in the first place. No, the entire population with a virus. A virus that make your fucking eyeballs bleed out. I think you just scared the shit out of us. We should be scared. (laughs) I think we should be scared. You know why I think we should be scared? Because, look, if the world was just us, 
we would work everything out, you know? Yeah, I couldn't imagine going to war with you, Miss Pat. You seem like a very nice person. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I can whoop your ass, Joe. But I don't really mean it like that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If there was some, if you had a country that you owned and I had a country that I owned, I think we could come to some reasonable terms. I don't think it would be an issue. But when you see shit like what's going on in Israel today, you see these, you know, Israel's got, they've got all their military troops there and they're, everyone's launching rockets and it's just horrifying, man. You're seeing babies that are dead on the beach, these photos. Anthony Bourdain tweeted some photo the other day. It was horrifying. Like, why, if that can happen over there, that can happen right fucking here. I mean, it's contained while it's over there, and our idea is that, well, if it's out of there, if it's out of our mind. But that shit's going on right now in 2014, and it could just as easily happen in New York or in Pittsburgh or anywhere, anywhere. Just pick a city, London. That can happen in London. Crazy shit can go down like that any part of the world if you've got enough people that disagree and they're highly armed and they have religious ideas attached to what they're doing. You've got a terrifying situation. That's how we're living right now in 2014. I saw the worst video over the weekend on Facebook. For some reason, Facebook has the worst videos now. People are posting on their lines. <sighs> but one is this uh, Israeli family that captured a, a child from Palestine. And this kid was probably like five or six. And they're teaching their daughter, who is uh, Jewish, I guess, or whatever, Israeli, uh, uh, to beat the kid with a, a bat. Oh, and God. so the kid's like crying, like, please stop. You know, this little five-year-old and this little six-year-old's hitting it with a bat. And she wouldn't, she didn't want to hit it hard, you know, so she's just barely hitting it. And this other kid that's a little older comes up and goes, no, hit him. And just like starts punching this little kid in the face. Because the kid's Palestinian? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they like God. captured somebody and they're just beating this kid up. Like the whole family like the kids oh. and everyone can we go back to the ghetto yeah <laughs> yeah the ghetto's way better <laughs> eddie bravo and i we watched that movie once um uh what is that fucking movie is a brazilian movie about the the ghetto oh children of god mm-hmm. city of god yeah city, city of god. god city of god it's a fucking crazy movie you ever seen it no god damn miss pat you got to see city of god it's incredible it's really 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 fucking good but it's all about the favelas of Brazil and how the violence there is just on a completely different level. First of all, these houses are essentially like a lot of them are almost like they're camping out. Like they don't have windows. They don't have running water. They have dirt floors in some of them. You know, they're like some of them, they can range in, you know, like ghetto to incredibly poor. Like essentially you live in the woods You know, you just have like a shelter around. And it's not, not much different than that. And these young kid drug dealers, just unbelievably violent and ruthless. The whole movie is just like so cr- – more people die in the first five minutes of that movie than the entire Boys in the Hood. Damn. Yeah, like quickly. Like more people die maybe in the first five minutes. It's a, but it's a good fucking movie too. And it's based on a real scenario. If you, you go to the ghettos of Brazil, like some of the worst poor neighborhoods where there's a lot of drug violence, that was what they were scared of when it came to the World Cup. You know, that's really some horrifying shit can be going down there. That's happening right now. Wow. So there's always somebody that's got it worse. That's how fucked up people are. There's just a huge range of what we're capable of, you know? So when people see fucked up shit that's going on in the news and they try to pretend it's not happening right now because it's on the other side of the world. It's like, pfft. yeah, well, if, if it's possible right now somewhere, it's possible here. You know, it's just a bunch of things would have to go wrong and it could be just as possible here. Well, let's hope it don't make it here. <laughs> 
we just got to figure out a way to get better people to re- lead the world. It's that simple. It's really that simple. That is the 100% solution for all of it. Yeah, there's a lot of problems financially. There's a lot of problems in this world as far as politically, the different sides. Like like the, the argument, like, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a Republican by any stretch of the imagination, but I believe in some things that they think make sense. I'm a big Democrat, but I do believe in a lot of stuff that they say. Yeah. Well, I think the Democrats, what I, I like socially the attitude of the Democrats better. I think it's a more progressive attitude as far as caring for people and looking yeah. out for people. And sometimes people point down at that. And they say, you know, the, they accuse people of facilitating the welfare state. And they have all these goofy ideas about, like, what it is that keeps someone in a bad situation like that. That's the number one problem that I have with right-wing people. This pull them up by their bootstraps mentality. Because I'll meet someone like you. And I go, what fucking bootstraps? She's fucking 14 <laughs> years old and she's got a baby. You telling Two me babies. that? Two babies. Yeah. Well. Two, yeah. Well, another one when you're 15. You're telling me that she should be pulling herself up by her bootstraps? That's fucking crazy. I don't know, other than what you did, though, other than what you did personally, where you just realized that fucking enough is enough. You worked hard. You got yourself out of that situation. How else? You're, you've been through it. If you had to engineer the way our society fixes this problem that we have with extremely well, you gotta, poor people. With me, and, I had to <clears> – <throat> somebody had to make me realize that there was a problem, which – when I got married, I met him, when I met my husband, he was like, people don't live like this. And I was like, what do you mean people don't live like this? He was like, people go out and get a job. People don't take from other people. People don't sell drugs. So I had to be taught that from my husband. That's crazy. You know, and I'm, I'm, here I am, what, 19, I think, at the time, and I had to go get a job. How do, you go, how do you go into society and get a fucking minimum wage job when you used to making $10,000 a day as you know, when you said 16 and 17 years old, $10,000 a day. Yes. I had a fucking Holy trap out of shit. this world. I mean, you I didn't want to yeah, call a trap. I don't know what they call it now <laughs> because I've been gone from the ghetto too long. <laughs> but back then it was called a trap. So when you're selling drugs, like your neighborhood's a trap. The, yeah. The, you the stand territory? on the corner. That's your trap. If that's where you start the, the uh, crackheads or the junkies to come, then that's where they came. And everybody knew rabbit was on fast street. Oh, Rabbit was on Fast Street. That's our trap. I'm yeah. a thirst trap. We need to start calling our shows traps. When we do shows, it's called, yeah, we're going to do a trap this weekend at the Ice House. <laughs> I love that yeah. term. They don't use that term anymore because I don't know what you do to sell drugs anymore. You if know. they didn't use it on The Wire, people haven't heard it. No, that was that's because it was... I think The Wire was a little after I started selling Well, it was drugs. probably written by white people, too. But you know what? That show, <laughs> my fucking husband loved that show. And uh, I, I was like, he was like, you got to see this show. And when I saw I said, I don't want to see that fucking yeah. shit. I don't yeah. want to relive that crap. Yeah. And I got into it, you know, watching the whole fucking, all of it. And I, he was like, how real is it? Because my husband come from a background where mama go to church every day and daddy go to work every day. Wow. And it was 16 of them, but they wasn't on welfare and daddy and mama provided for them. Where I didn't have that life, you know. Right. You know, his mama didn't play that shit. You weren't selling drugs. You weren't running the street. You was going to school. Wow. So, you know. So did he, like, when he, when he met you and you said nobody lives like this, did he offer suggestions or did he just take you by the hand? Listen, bitch, we're going to straighten this shit out. <laughs> How did he? <laughs> no. Um, pretty much. He was just like, you know, he. I think he was he was attracted because I was a go-getter because I was, I, was, I was coming out of selling drugs because people had... You know, the crack epidemic has slowed down. So now the new thing was forging checks. So I was. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was into that shit really heavy. He was like, you hurting these people. I don't, I don't fucking know these people. All I know <laughs> is Bank of America and the check number is high. You know, he's like, you right. can't do this shit. And he just talked to me and, and I, and I would listen. I remember I had a lot of drugs one day and um, he was like, I like you. And I want to date you. He said, but I can't take you home to my mama as a drug dealer. And your name is Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm thinking this is an opportunity for my kids to have a daddy. And he got all his back teeth. And he can read. And his shoes clean. And he don't punch a bitch in the eye every Friday. Ching, ching. I had to have him. That's hilarious. Wow. <laughs> so I, I went for it. So I gave my niece, who I taught how to sell drugs, all of my drugs. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> So she, did she work for you or did you just she give her the business? Went, well, she was young when I got her. She was right. like maybe 10 and they would haul the drugs for me over the years. So, I, you know, I taught her how to do it and she became a drug dealer. When did she start selling drugs for you? Shit, it was probably 11. Oh, my God. I know wow. people's gonna say, "Oh, you was horrible." Well, we was all fucking kids, cause yeah. their mom was on crack. Mm-hmm. This is my this is my baby daddy's sister. Their mom was on crack, so I took them in. Here I am. She, I think they're eleven, and I'm fucking fifteen. They thinking I'm grown. I ain't grown with oh shit. Oh my god! So now I got my two kids and her three kids, and we living. I'm taking everybody to school because I sold drugs in front of my do- my daughter's school. So <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! This was before the no school no drug school zone signs went up. So I was already grandfathered in. When and that shit got there. That's a really serious federal federal offense, right? If you sell drug yeah. like, close to a school. Yeah, but I was already green. Them signs wasn't up back in those okay. days. So, so I would drop everybody off at school and everybody knew when they got off, they knew what to do with the drugs. Right. Wow, that is crazy. So you just had a whole system going. I had a whole little system going. So when you decided you you meet your husband, you say, you know what? All right, this dude's great. I'm I'm gonna listen to him. I'm gonna do whatever I have to do to keep this working. I'll just have her take care of this. Does she? Is you? Are you telling her what to do? Is she an employee no, or no. you give her the business? She, I just give it to her. I say you, you can the have business. the whole trap. I'm gonna wow. gi- I'm gonna give this dude a chance. Wow. And it was weird because I had no more money. I couldn't ride around in my flashy Cadillac anymore. Is that what you did? You had a Cadillac? Yeah, because I had a learner's license. And with a learner's <laughs> license, you need a fucking, you need a, uh, a licensed driver. So I would hire a crackhead for a day. Different crackheads. Hey, you got a driver's license? Get in the car. I'm going to supply you a, cr- a you know, crack every hour. I just need the police pull me over, pull out your fucking license so I can drive with my learner's license. Holy shit. That's how I learned how to drive. A crackhead taught me how to drive. That is crazy. <laughs> so you're driving crackheads around just so that you could drive. They That enabled you to do your business. Yes, to drop off dope, pick up dope. You would think the crackheads would go, this chick is fucking 15 and she's oh, got this I crazy business. shit. They were scared. I of me. To get my shit together. <laughs> they were scared of me. How did you have your shit together like that at fifteen? What, what, was I it had just to necessity? Survive. Just you, necessity. You know what my husband tell me? He said it, it has a lot to do with my granddaddy. My granddaddy used to sell a uh, boot. He was a bootleg looker. I mean, bootleg looker. Well, bootleg house, whatever you call mm-hmm. it. So he said I never saw anybody work in my family. Everybody hustled. So I guess I got those skills from him. It makes sense. If you grow up seeing something like that, yeah. you think that's how people are supposed to live. And everybody thought I was grown, Joe. Nobody knew I was fucking 15. I mean, I had two kids and other kids selling drugs for me. And 
everybody was like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And one day they was like, how old are you? And I said, six. They was like, you fucking 16? Oh I had God. like eight cars, a learner's license. <laughs> and drive. A fleet of crackheads waiting. <laughs> yes. They were like, hey, hey, Rabbi, you want me to drive for you today? You want me to ride in the car? And I would just supply them rocks and they smoked the rock while I'm riding around with Run DMC and whoever was out at the time, you know, Invo, pumping wow. my music while they smoking crack because I needed a licensed driver in the car. Wow. That yeah. is so crazy. That is, now, how old were you when you got popped? Um, you know what? I had a police officer, Officer Beard. It's, he said, "He said, I know you're selling crack, bitch." He said, but I'm not going to lock you up until you 17. Because when this crack first hit the black community, everybody went to jail at 18 and you went to juvenile at 17. But people just go down there. Your, your kids get caught with a fucking half a key of cocaine and you can get them right out of juvenile because they didn't really know how to handle the situation. So they changed the age from 18 to 17. Your ass go to jail at 17 in Georgia. So I had a birthday April the 2nd. That fucker had me in jail April the 5th, the 6th, some shit like that. Wow. I had a cousin that in the morning, everybody went to school except my cousin. So my cousin, I would drop her off, say, hey, sell this, and I'll be right back. I'm going to park the car. So a crackhead was like, rabbit, uh, the police is up, up on the hill on the ground laying down. Before I could make it back to pick up my cousin, she was like 15. He went down there and fucking arrested her and took her to where she hid the drugs at. And so he issued a warrant for me. So I couldn't say it would know he had been on the hill taking pictures all day. I mean, all morning. Uh, so that's how I got my first drug charge. So how long did you go away for? Oh, I didn't go away then. I got probation. And then I got popped again. And then I, went, I was in jail a year. So when you got probation, did you have any like idea of like, okay, I could get caught for this real easy. I got to get well, out of this business. No, I was like, fucking, I thought I was. Fucking Al Capone. I was untouchable. <laughs> I had money. It's like, fuck you. I'll be out in no time. And back then, when you first went to jail, like I told you, they used to give you bonds, but they stopped giving you bonds. So I remember I needed, I had to have a bond hearing. So I had to pay for the judge in Atlanta to have fucking dancers. And he gave me a $2,500 bond. And I was out. They have night. dancers? What do you mean? Pay for his hoes. You what? Whose hoes? The judge. You paid for the judge's hoes. prostitutes? Hoes. They was dancers. Hoes. He's they, they was having dancers. a party. Okay. So my lawyer was like, You gotta put in a few extra money. He's gonna give you a bond, but you gotta put in a few extra money. So I put in extra money, paid for the hoes, and they gave me a twenty five thousand dollar bond. I called my friend Frog, who I was selling drugs with at the time because we was partners, like, come fucking get me. So the judge went and took your money and got prostitutes. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> that I've is... never seen it, but that's what the lawyer, you know. That's what the lawyer said? Yeah. So. Damn, so you can't verify that. Can't go forward with this information. <laughs> <laughs> it was true. I <laughs> bet it was. I mean, that's one of those things that, like, people would know about. Did you hear about that? There's a judge that Everybody got Everybody was crooked back then. Well, oh, they, my they're God. They're still crooked. That's, that's a bad position to put a person in. Do you remember the judge's name? Was it Judge uh, Matthews? No. <laughs> No. <laughs> Who's Judge Matthews? He's a great judge. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? He's that one of the celebrity judges. Oh, you know. oh, oh. Yeah, there's something about being a judge that I think is an unhealthy position. I don't think anybody should have that kind of power over someone. Like to decide uh, to send someone to jail, to not send someone to jail, send someone to jail for 30 days or 90 days. Or I just don't – I just think that that kind of power – I think there should be rules, most certainly, but I think that kind of power bestowed upon a person to make that sort of a decision at their own discretion is just, it's too much. 
too much responsibility. You can't trust someone to be totally ethical and not fucking crazy. And people change too. They get more crazy as they get older. Yeah. And they get more crazy with ego, you know? Yeah. People get nutty. There's a, there's a lot of nutty people that get a little bit of attention and then they just fucking go off the deep end. Go off the deep end and believe their own bullshit. And if you're a judge, everyone's kissing your ass all day. All day. But you wear the robes, you come in the honorable, they fucking, everybody has to rise when you come into the room. What kind of shit is that? Yeah. Everybody else has to stand up because you're here and they call you the honorable? Get the fuck out of here. There was a guy they busted recently was using a penis pump. While he was while he was presiding over cases, he had a penis <laughs> pump. That's awesome. How yeah, bitches walk in and he so, pump up his penis? And sitting there talking to people and underneath the table, he's jerking himself off with a giant tube and a pump. <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing, man? And they, they like, catch homeboy. My foot went flat. <laughs> He's just a guy. He's just a guy. There's, oh, there's no, no one deserves to be a judge. No one. You can't be a judge. You can't be the king either, by the way. You can't be a president. That shit was for dumb people that didn't know any better. We In 2014, with the information that we have today, we All should we need know. is Google. All we need is let people vote on shit, okay? Let the entire country vote on every goddamn thing that gets done ever. You can't have one person that has any... Over th oversight or power over everybody else, whether it's a judge or anything, you know. I mean, I don't know how you would do it as far as like cases, as far as like prosecuting people. I don't, I don't know how you would do it without a judge. But there's got to be a better you way. You ever been in jail? No. Oh, oh, it's a horrible thing. The I food bet. is horrible. I, well, I went Unless to Alcatraz when I was a little kid, and they close the cell and they, they leave you in there for about five seconds. I have a friend in San Francisco, so every yeah. time I go, he's like, "You want to visit Alcatraz?" I was like, "Look, you dumb fuck! You don't ask a convicted <laughs> felon do they want to just voluntary visit a fucking old jail? No, I don't want to visit Alcatraz. I've been to jail before. I know what it looked like." There's something also about people that go to jail. It's a lot like people that have been to war or people that have gotten over some a very traumatic event. Is that they have a certain kind of strength. There's a certain kind of strength that a person has when they're, they're the people that decide, like, I am fucking never going back there. Like, Well, yeah, some people, like, I got some brothers that have been in and out of jail all their fucking life. Some people like going back, my brother-in-laws do. For me, when I miss my daughter going to kindergarten from doing a year in jail, that totally fucked me up. And, I, you know, my, by, me, by me having that lifestyle, not really nothing that I chose, but what I went through. I did not have a bond with my daughter, Joe, for years. And I don't, I don't know if you have any kids, but when you have a kid that deeply probably hates you for the life that you chose, you know, to, to, to help her, she didn't realize I was doing this shit so I could make better for you. You know, me missing school and me, me missing her go to kindergarten and, you know, me selling drugs and hurting people. Me and my daughter did not have a fucking bond for a long time. So when I brought my husband into her life, she immediately bonded with him. But I was always the bad person. Wow. Well, she probably looked at him as like the savior. To this he, life she was the she, savior. He yeah. was the savior. She has a bond out of this world. Now we talk every day. We, and then, you know, another thing is when I went to prison, then I, I got out and I really fucking hate it. And I hate to say this. I see your podcast is so fucking big. Hope people don't take it the wrong way. I hated gay women. Why? I don't. 
don't know. I could deal with gay men, but I saw so much of that shit in jail. No, I've never been with a woman. Nobody fucked with me because I fought all the time. But I just hated the shit. And then when it, when it came into my life, my daughter is gay. I was like, oh, fuck, how stupid am I? You can't deal. You can't judge people on their sexuality. So all during my when I was raising my daughter, all, she always ended up getting a gay fucking cheerleading coach. And I hated this bitch. And my daughter know I hated gay women's. So, but my daughter was gay. So that's another thing wow. that did not allow her to bond with me because wow. she knew my hatred for gay women. Wow, that's intense. Holy shit. So, what, answer me this if you can. What do you think it is about the black community that shuns gay people or shuns like gay marriage? Because that was like a big issue in California here. They had Proposition 8. Proposition 8. Is that what it is? The Bible? It's religion. Yeah. You know, black people believe no matter what. They believe it's a God, you know, we going to heaven or hell. That's just how we talk. And I think a lot of that shit come from because our ancestors were slaves. And, and it just, I think it just rolled on through the genes. But we believe. So that's what it is? Yes. But it seems it's so, in this style, 2014, you know, it seems so discriminatory when you see that people are born gay. It's just it's so well, much Well, you know what? I have, a do- I have a gay daughter that I'm very supportive, and I don't feel that way anymore. It's almost like a, mm-hmm. a white dude and his do- daughter bring home, a, a, white, a white guy daughter bring home a black dude. I mean, you're either going to get over it or fucking jump off of a bridge and realize that you're the person that has the problem, not them. Right. And that's what I had to realize. Mm-hmm. You know, because these bitches was eating pussy in jail and I didn't like them. Well... <laughs> <laughs> these are not the, these are not the gay people who my daughter is bringing over. So now I'm right. very fucking supportive. Whatever makes my daughter happy. Plus, you got to remember, here I am, 15 years old, getting fucking dogged out by her daddy, beat on, shot on, fucking knocked around, cheated on. You know, she just saw so fucking much that I think turn. You know, fucking like fuck men. Them niggas yeah. ain't right. Yeah. So I think that that was that's part of the issue too. She say she was born gay. I say in my fucking womb, bitch, the ultrasound, you was not licking anything. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, do I know, I don't know if she was born gay, but she's gay and I support her decision to be gay. That's my firstborn and I love the hell out of her. You know, like when she first came out, because she, when she went to college, and she left town because she knew how much I hated gay women. And I ain't seen my own fucking child for three years. I would try to contact her. She was out in the world, been homeless. And I was like, what is your fucking problem? What is your problem? I said, if you gay, just say you gay. She said, I'm gay. I said, well, can you come home, bitch? Because I miss you. <laughs> it's been three fucking years. So, and now wow. we talk every day. Oh, we talk. Beautiful. And I love the hell out of my daughter. She got a, I got a wonderful daughter-in-law that look just like... Um, who did I say she looked like? Um, um, Paula, 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 Paula Poundstone? No, her husband, Paula Poundstone. <laughs> 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 Robin Thicke. My daughter-in-law oh, looked like Robin Thicke. Okay, okay. <laughs> Paula Poundstone, you wrong, You remember her? No, but I've seen her. <laughs> She's <But> stand-up. <laughs> I know who Paula Poundstone is. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I'm a supportive mom now. I mean, I, I love my daughter. I love my kids to death. I have four of them, you know. And we talked about the shit that I've taken her through from putting the drugs in her underwear to, you know, me dropping out of school. She was mm-hmm. there. What it, but she must feel different about you now. She, right? I'm her fucking hero now. Oh. 
And she's mine. I mean, because she did something that I never had an opportunity to do. She didn't get pregnant in high school. She didn't. I mean, she didn't. She, you know, she went on and graduated. From high. When she graduated, Joe, I said, I fucking made it. I thought it was nothing that you could have killed me that day. Because you know why? None of my cousin kids graduated. Nobody else. My fucking Ashley is walking down this aisle. I made it. I couldn't stop crying. And she was like, what are you crying for? I was like, if only you knew what I did to get you to this point. You broke a fucking cycle that has been going on in my family for three generations. I didn't even cry like that when I took her to college. But boy, when she graduated high school. I pick up that diploma once a week and say, bitch, we made it. <laughs> and a high school diploma ain't worth shit. Wow. <laughs> it's about as equal to my GED that I got at the house. <laughs> yeah, today, right? Yeah. Even a college diploma. It's so hard. You hear stories about people getting out of college and looking for a job now. It's like, it's so confusing. It is. I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, I tell my kids all the time I made more money than you could probably ever do doing shit that you really want to do. Because when you go to college, you're going for, you know, you don't really know what the fuck you want to do. You want to go and get high and fuck the first year. <laughs> At least. That's all my daughter. My daughter went to college. And I, you know what? I paid for her tuition the whole three years she was there. I said, because you would not struggle. Do you know she went to college and ate pussy on my dime? <laughs> <laughs> she ate pussy on my dime like crazy. She was trying to find herself. Yes. In somebody else's self. <laughs> <laughs> Losing back teeth and shit. I was like, you gotta stop eating medicated. Yeah, it's like wait you gotta minute, stop eating medicated pussy. You gotta you eat lose, blue cross blue shield pussy. You lose your back teeth when you eat pussy. When you eat bad pussy, Joe. Is that uh, what defines bad pussy? I don't know. I can call my daughter <laughs> and you can ask her. It's thrush. It's a bacterial <laughs> infection. Oh no, rots your gums. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, that is crazy. Wow, that's a hilarious story. It's got to be a, a nice thing to be where you're at now, though. Yes. I'm happy. How long have you been doing stand-up? 11 years. I've been married 23. Wow. So so 11 years ago, this uh, this person at the welfare office tells you you should do stand-up. So what do you do from there? I go home and I told my husband. I was like, my caseworker say I'm funny. He's like, can you sit down and be quiet? So I said, I'm going to go to open mic. He was like, uh, go on, Pat. My husband's not the type. He's not going to say, don't do it either, whatever. Because I was in the process. He, My son, husband saw me go from a drug dealer to forging checks to fucking. I got a little vending service at the Georgia Dome when Michael Vick first became our, our, our quarterback. So I'm making a ton of mon- money with inner city kids with a nonprofit organization. So he saw me go from that. And then all of a sudden you want to be a, a stand up. He's like, how many times are you going to change your career? I said, until I fucking find myself. So I get my girlfriend, which is a long story short, my baby's daddy. Baby mama lived around the corner from me. This is a chick he show up at the hospital with after I give birth to his first child. Whoa. So he, I, she, we became best friends. <laughs> <laughs> I swear wow. we still, we raised the kids as cousins because oh. she had a baby by him too. Wow. So I get her and I was like, this caseworker say I'm funny. Let's go to open mic. And I go up there, Joe, and I fucking killed. And I, my, First time. I told I told a story about my brother was a, a professional cat burglar, but he was fat. So he kicked this lady door in one time. He's like, freeze, bitch. I'm the FBI. Give me your TV and your VCR. So he <laughs> snatched up TV and ran out the door because he broke in houses every day. And that was my first joke. That's hilarious. 
And so when you did that, did you write any of this shit out or did you just have I didn't these ideas? know because I grew up in, I started in an urban room. So I started to follow the urban trend. I suck dick. I eat booty. You know how, right. <laughs> how the black people do the shit. <laughs> <laughs> you seen Def Jam. So I kind of <laughs> fell into that shit. And then I was like, I look up and I got that drug dealer mentality. I was like, well, I'm not sticking out. I'm doing everything these motherfuckers doing. And I was like, it's got to be something better here. I'm not growing. I'm making 50 dollars a week this ain't how the dope game work because right. everything is like the dope game to me it must elevate right and so when my husband got a transfer to it was either detroit st louis or indianapolis and i was like you're not gonna kill my kids in those other cities and he chose i wanted to go to texas so he chose indianapolis so i'm walking out with this uh i walk into a mainstream club at the time which was morty's and i got this urban flair and they was like not here bitches we don't do roaches jokes so if force roaches jokes, yeah, roaches. You know how you see a black me. Yeah, you ever had a roach drink out your Kool Aid? Oh, I get it. I yeah, see. you know, you know, the, it's like roaches. roaches. Right. You know, and the, and the uh, then you got the uh, jokes about the government cheese and shit. So when I moved to Indianapolis, they was like, "You can't do that shit here." You know, nobody, nobody have fucking roaches. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. So it forced me to open up to my life that I had, which was way more interesting. Wow, so you were trying to just do what everybody else was doing yeah. and then go into this white neighborhood. Going to the white neighborhood when we moved fucked me up. <laughs> it fucked me Because I had never been, you know, like... That's I never, a great club to yeah, go to. Yeah, it is. Morty's in Indianapolis? Yes. It's a great club. I've yes. worked there before. And and it was a little black owner at the time. Well, he's he's in jail for bank robbery that now. Motherfucker, bank <laughs> robbery. He robbed a bank. Yeah. How, how long no, ago with, did he do this? Last year with no gun. Last just, year, just showed him all thirty-two of his cavities. Get up! And she <laughs> 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 so when I got to Indianapolis, I had to change who I was. So I had to find myself, and I just started talking about my life, which which was. You know, kind of embarrassing. Two kids at 15 dropped out in eighth grade. You know, you thinking people going to fucking. I thought I was the only teenage mom on a rural. I thought I was the only bitch. And I am the only one probably missing a nipple that's going to tell. But all this stuff that happened to me, I thought it was just me. Then I learned fucking teenage pregnancy happened in every race. Yeah. Well, there's a whole show on it. Yeah. What the fuck was that show at when I had my baby? You're better off without it. You're better off becoming you and now getting famous. You could handle it better. Yes. You know? (laughs) So when I got to Indianapolis, shit changed. I moved to a white neighborhood and I just started to work on my set. So do you you, uh, write like material or do you always talk about your life? Like, I write like stuff about being married, kids. Most of my stuff is personal. So I, you know, where everybody gets it, you mm-hmm. know, my life, you know, being a drug dealer. I talk a lot about my mom, who was an alcoholic mom, who used to give me the worst advice. Like she would say shit like, uh, reach for the stars and I hope you hit the sun and burn up. So I thought <laughs> that shit was true. <laughs> I told my husband the other day, my mom was so fucking stupid. She was. I'm not going to say she was stupid. She didn't know shit. Like, she couldn't read. So she would force me to read her her horoscope. But what she didn't know, I couldn't read either. So I would just make up shit. (laughs) Every day I made up bullshit. Bullshit, and she went for it. Like, I would say, because she would shoot at us. Like, she told a 22 pistol. Because she was, my mama was a very small lady. So she walked around a 22 pistol. She just carried it everywhere? Oh, yeah. And we're like, we wouldn't wash the dishes. Pow, pow, wash them goddamn dishes. And she we'd would get shoot it, in, it into the ceiling? Yes. And when it rained, it showed. 
So when it rained, water would come dripping through the holes that she left by shooting the ceiling. Then he's like, why the fuck the ceiling leaking? Because, bitch, you don't put 22 of them holes in the ceiling. What the fuck are you talking about? Wow. Yeah. That's a way to motivate kids, though. And we were Shoot. scared of her. I we bet. were scared of her. She, she had a gun. She just <laughs> <laughs> never pointed at her. She was like, pow, pow, just shoot a light out. Wow. So. God damn. But we got used to it. Like, here go mama with this bullshit. <laughs> Did she ever shoot at you? Mm-mm. Anybody? She shot at me one time. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the phone with my uh, baby daddy. I was on the phone with my baby daddy. She's like, get the fuck out the phone. So my mom was like pre-handicapped because we lived in the project. And the security guard fucking body slammed her and fucked up her spine. Oh, so no. she, if, you, if she sat down, she couldn't get back up. So we would have to be there to lift her up. So I knew I wanted to talk on the phone with my baby dad. This time, at this time, I'm pregnant with my second child. So my mom was like, get off the phone with that motherfucker. He's going to get you pregnant. That's somebody else's husband. So I tell my kid's father, I was like, hold on while I go ahead and lay her down. Then she was only like 98 pounds. So I picked up and I laid her in the bathroom on the floor. And I was like, you stay right there until I get through talking to my baby daddy. What I didn't know, Joe, is that bitch could crawl. She crawled out that bathroom like military style with that shotgun and shot at my ass. I flew out the door. She shot at you with a shotgun. With a shotgun. She got it out the closet. <sighs> she got it. She shot at you with a shotgun because you were on the phone with a man and you put her on the floor. Yeah, I put her on the floor. And she couldn't get up. So oh I was like, if you don't stop god. shooting, who the fuck gonna get you off the floor? Oh my god. So how did you guys resolve that? <laughs> <laughs> she ran out of bullets. <laughs> um, what did she shoot? Did she shoot just holes in your house? Yeah, she would just shoot up anything. We would get evicted. <laughs> she didn't give a fuck. You were getting evicted? Because so she, she like you would be watching the TV and she would tell you to move. She would blow the motherfucker out if you didn't move. Really? Yeah. How many times did she shoot the TV? Just once. God. Because we couldn't afford another one. <laughs> <laughs> it was only two. One in the, for the kids and one for her. How much material do you think? Like, I would say if you're going to become a big-name stand-up comedian, you're going to have to put out a bunch of specials, right? So if you put out, how many specials can you do on your life before you have to start talking about other shit? Probably <laughs> you know? four or five. Four or five specials just Because you know life. what? A wow. lot of stuff that I remember, like it was so, at the time, like I can laugh at it now, but back then it was pain. So I didn't get on drugs like my sister did. I didn't, do, my brother them got on drugs to deal with sh- bullshit that we was going through. I just stayed, you know, sober and thought these motherfuckers was crazy. So to get rid of the pain, I just kept putting it in the back of my head. I didn't want to remember it. So when I became a comic, all of this shit started rushing through my brain. And I have to ask my sister, bitch, is this real? I just asked my sister the other day. My granddaddy ran a bootleg house. So in this bootleg house, I had a retarded uncle named Uncle Cecil that was crippled. But my granddaddy would buy him pussy on Friday. But me and my sister would have to go in there with the prostitute and hold his legs back until he get his dick in before we could go outside and play. So I called her up and I said, is this shit real? (laughs) (laughs) You had to hold his legs back. Because he's a cripple. You know how when they knees knocking? So he he couldn't get it in until we moved his fucking legs back. Wow. And I remember one time I was like, hurry up. Probably eight. I was like, Uncle Cecil, put it in and stop fucking smiling because he was retarded. He smiled all the fucking time. <laughs> oh, that's so awful. <laughs> I know. It's so fucking awful. And I asked my brother, I was oh. like, do y'all remember this shit? Uh, I'm going crazy. And all of them, like, <laughs> I called my brother last week and I said, my mama used to have this theory. She said, when, when it rains and the uh, sun is shining, the devil was beating his wife. You ever heard that? Yes. 
And then she said if it would rain and the lightning and the sun was shine, he caught the bitch cheating. So she's and my mom was say, you should beat the bitch because she don't believe in God. I was like, it's the fucking devil. What are you talking about? You crazy bitch. Somebody, I used to think they stole me, Joe. Nobody could be born into this fucking crazy oh, family. Oh, he should beat her. She doesn't believe in God. Holy shit. And she's shooting at you. She's a shoot at us all. It was. Just think of the irony in that. You know, does God want you shooting your fucking kids? <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's like, I can't hit you, but I can pull a trigger. Oh, my God. Wow. And we would scatter her ass for years. We would scatter her. Well, in her defense, probably very hard to raise a bunch of kids. What happened to her back? Someone slammed her on her back? Okay, we lived in the projects. She was the candy lady. So she, my mom. My the candy mom, lady. Candy lady. That's when. That's the lady in the hood that sell the free pop, freeze pop, the candy, the cookies to the kids. And my mama did it because we was in the projects and that money helped her with her light bills or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And she used to talk shit to the security guard. This is back before the projects were really dangerous. So the uh, security guard was like, Mildred. You you cannot sell candy because it's fucking earned earn income and you're not reporting. But he was just fucking with her because my mama talked a lot of crap. So she's like, oh, fuck you, security guard, you ugly fake, whatever she said. So he came on. He said, I'm going to come whoop your ass. And I had to be about probably seven. That dude came in there and beat the dog shit. I was into wrestling at the time. He was in that DDT and the shit at my mama. And before he came in the house, she gave me and my sister the can. She's like, go flush this shit. He on the way. So we're in the bathroom popping pixie stick like cocaine eating the shit he in there whooping her ass so he he hit her up against the wall and fucked her spine up whoa so she sued the housing authority but she couldn't read and the fucking lawyer took all the money and we got put out of the projects so oh that's what that when it damaged her spine like she could no longer hold her neck up like if she be talking that bitch fall over so she had to keep us to keep her neck up while she was driving oh my God, <laughs> one incident with this guy did that. Yes, she and was like ha- ninety pounds. What happened to him? I don't know. I was a kid. I don't really know. I remember going to court and testifying. You oh, know, that's you so know. hard to hear. That's so hard to hear. I got great jokes about it. You know, because like, <laughs> 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 like she would do shit. She even though her neck was fucked up, she was determined to do normal neck people shit, like go across the normal track too neck fast. people shit. <laughs> like go across the track too fast. Right. And one time she, she had a 64 Chevy that used to bounce and she loved like old music. So we're in there just bouncing, listening to B.B. King and she gonna beat the train. That bitch hit that first track and that neck went back. She's like, pick my neck up, bitch, the train coming. My sister slapped the shit out of her neck and it went through the 64 <laughs> stern wheel. And oh, we, no. So I had to jump over the seat and hold her neck up while she drive across the track she pull over you bitches hit me too hard my sister's like bitch the train was coming oh my god you bitches hit me too hard <laughs> holy shit so she could she could walk and she could use her feet but she just she had a couldn't bunch suck of issues dick. I don't, how I do you assume, know about that she had a boyfriend but i hope she couldn't suck dick because she never you called hope. us in now to pick her neck up <laughs> <laughs> is that where you would draw the line I would have went and picked her neck up. I helped my cripple uncle fuck. <laughs> it just seems different, though. It seems like one more level. <laughs> I mean, not everything went. I saw. It's nothing that I did not see as a kid. Did honestly. you see murder? Fuck yeah. I, I tell you, before I tell you about it, I saw more murder when I was a drug dealer. That's when I really saw murder. But I had a guy that lived in our backyard. Well, we lived in some apartments. And this is when hair run and shit came out very popular. 
in the black community. So my next door neighbor used to shoot up, but my mama used to shoot up too, but it was diabetic medication. So I would walk out there to, y'all walk out the side one day on the back porch and I'm sitting there. So he shoot up what I thought was diabetic medication. He get butt ass naked, Joe, run over to me, bend over and was like, rabbit, get the rat out of my ass. So I'm looking up this dude ass for a rat. And I'm like, Jay, there's no rat in your ass. Your diabetes <laughs> fucking up. I was like, the rat is hanging in the front. So he thought he got naked every weekend and nobody said shit. And you were telling him it was his diabetes medicine. Well, that's what I thought it was. That is hilarious. <laughs> that's what I'm Diabetes <laughs> medicine has you thinking there's a rat up your ass. But it was it was heroin. I learned we learned later that he was shooting heroin. So when he got naked on Friday, we were like, J-Bad just high. He'd be all right. There's only one day he got naked. No, he got naked every time he shot drugs. How many days a week did he shoot drugs? Shit. Two, three. So two or three days a week he was naked on Some heroin. people care. Some people care. Like when he wasn't, you know, he was a fucking, en- he was a engineer for a living. An engineer, like he designed things? Yes, that's what he did for a living. He got on heroin. Not Very, like engineer, like running a train. No, not like that. He designed shit. <laughs> he was like fucking corporate America. He was the shit. That's but amazing. he came to the ghetto and got high. And take off all he, he felt so embarrassed once his high came down. Wow. And people would just let J-Bo walk around naked. I wonder if that's like his way of releasing all the stress of keeping it all wrapped up tight in corporate America as a No, an he engineer. say shit. I think he thinks stuff was crawling on him. <laughs> 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 so he would just oh. get naked and digging his ass and we'd be like, oh J Bell just naked. He just hides in his ass. I, before we moved in these, before we moved in this set of apartments, I would go to the wrestling match every week. When we moved in this set of apartments, I stopped going because it was nothing to see people fighting and you know motherfuckers out there acting on food. It was more interesting to sit on my back porch and it was real. Wow, that is crazy. That has got to be so bizarre. Be that young, you get to pull one guy's legs apart. To, to help him fuck. <laughs> that's and then the you got norm. Another guy that's running around naked and he's on heroin. That was the norm. When you're in that situation, nothing else seems. Right. What you're doing, the right shit is out of place. What I'm doing, this is what I'm used to. Yeah, that's the weird thing about human beings. They're very adaptable. You know, that's what they're saying about people that live in any country, you watch tribal people, and you go, why don't these people don't have any TVs? They don't have any electricity? Like, they don't even know what that is. Like, the, this is normal to them. You see people in those villages they find in the Amazon. You know, they don't have any contact with human beings. We feel bad for them. But what are they doing? They're just being people. Being yeah. people that figured out how to live there, you know? And you were a person who figured out how to live in your your wild world. My wild world. That was a wild world. I mean, it might as well just have been the wild of the Amazon or the wild of the forest or the wild of the city. It's just wild. There's varying degrees, right? Yeah. There's, there's, there's places where shit is just wild and where you were living, craziness. So yeah. why should make a movie about your life? Like you should, that's what you should do. You should write a movie, be, all the best stories, completely, totally factual Completely, totally accurate, insane. That would be a fucking chaotic movie. <laughs> yeah, for a fifteen-year-old girl. Fifteen-year-old girl, you get her tit shot off while she's holding her baby, and 
dealing drugs and this guy's running around naked he's got a, a rabbit up his ass and he, he, he's, <laughs> you're thinking he's on diabetes medicine i was naive fucking oh that's crazy. nothing let me it's tell crazy. you more stories please do please do <laughs> so when i i was about probably about like i said i was about 10 or 11 so i had a really nice figure so i learned you're 10 you had a nice figure i was fuckable since third grade honestly titties wow. boobs. are you sure yes you probably probably no so how do you know I remember everybody used to say I was fine, and I didn't know what fine was. Wow! When and I tell 10. you, I tell you this story. So I'm about ten or eleven. So sometime I could just walk away from home. Nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> so I go downtown to the local uh, Hilton Hotel because I said I want to go see what white people are doing. You know, rich white people because I thought everybody stayed at the Hilton was uh, rich. You know, and plus I went in there because we didn't have no fucking AC. So I was standing in front of the door when the doors opened, the AC hit me in my fucking face. So I'm standing at the phone booth one day, and this white man say, "Hey, you want to come go?" to my room with me i'm like huh and then he started like like he's jacking his dick and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> honestly i go to his room joe and he had me jack his dick and i jacked this white man dick and he paid me a hundred dollars i'm wow. like are you gonna fucking be here tomorrow <laughs> so I'm thinking this is my first job. I go home and tell my mom I got a job downtown jacking white men's dicks for a hundred dollars. You told her that? Yeah, she wanted, she, oh, <laughs> she wanted to go. Oh my god! Oh. Why the fuck you gonna get a hundred dollars in the ghetto for jacking dicks? Oh my you might get god. some oatmeal cookies. You gonna get no damn hundred dollars? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> How old were you at the time? I think I was 11. You were 11. <laughs> you told your mother you got a job jacking off white men's dicks for $100 and she wants to go with you. Yeah. That might be the craziest fucking story you told so far. I said, they're not hiring. You're too fucking old. You're not oh, fucking this up. You're not no, you're not My fucking mama there, this up. She only had four teeth and she wasn't really cute. So <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you have to qualify that. She, but she had four teeth, but she was cute as fuck. No, she wasn't cute no, at all. <laughs> you know, but you, I mean, once you only have four teeth. It's like, what is really cute? (laughs) (laughs) Your tongue. Something about being toothless is not that appealing to us. Wow, that is so crazy. Your mom wanted to go with you. Yeah. When I was look, when I was um, where was all, all this going? What city was this again? Atlanta. It all was Atlanta. When I, it, it really started in the bootleg house. This is when I knew she was fucked up. Like on Friday, my my grandfather customer was fall asleep, and while they were asleep, my mama would make me rob them. And for every person that I robbed, I got five dollars per person, and I probably was seven or eight. Wow! I remember that shit like yesterday. And I told her, I said, you taking advantage of me, I should be making more money. <laughs> so I, I asked her for 10% because I had been watching Sesame Street, but neither one of us knew what the fuck 10% was. <laughs> so you asked for 10% of the robberies because you were watching Sesame Street. Yeah. Oh, so, my God. So she didn't know what it was. And so I was like, it's $10. So she gave me $10 for every wallet that I stole. Wow. And I fucking would get up on Saturday morning and play Pac-Man till the fucking sun go down. I only did it because I wanted to play (sighs) Pac-Man. That is incredible. Yeah. What a crazy environment. Now, growing up and then getting past that and looking back on it, like when you were asking, did this really happen or am I crazy? Like, how does that feel now when you tell these stories? You you being this normal person now, you know, as normal as you can be, 
having children that are doing great, living in the suburbs, staying calm. Like this, this has got to feel like another life, right? It is another life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, it used to hurt me. Like it used to, like I would cry when this shit come up and I was like, I'm not, you know, I have, I have this whole thing in life and shit going to get me down. And I learned that from a fourth grade teacher. Cause I, you know, I used to go to school. I was a stinking kid. I was a poor kid, but I had a teacher named Miss True. That would tell me, Patricia, get here earlier and I will bring you clean clothes and I will comb your hair. So we were in the bathroom one day and she just was combing my hair. And she said, I want you to remember that you can be anything in the world you want to be. All you got to do is believe. And that lady just died this year. And I, when I did time in prison, anytime I got low or anytime I wanted to question something that I was trying to do in life, I went back to Miss Truth. Because she, to me, she was the first person to ever believe in me. And I'm 42 years old, and I still fucking quote Miss True. That's crazy. Isn't it amazing how one person like that can have an impact? Think of those two people's impacts. The one lady that told you you were funny, and then that lady telling you you can do The caseworker is my godmama now. I still talk to her every day. Wow. Yeah. And she think I'm fucking hilarious. She must be blown away by that. (laughs) When I got more in-depth with the stories, like, you know, after I tell you all the stories, it probably take a month. You know, these, <laughs> the people call me. Can you tell me this story one more time? And a lot of times they remind me of shit. How many do you write these down? Do you ever write them down? You just confident you're gonna remember them all? I do remember them all. <laughs> I guess. Well, it's it's like the sex that you're working on. Like now, I talks about my mom and my act, and I talk about being married. So I really don't need the the cripple uncle Jack and Dick. <laughs> you know, right now I tell that story later on in life on stage. I talk about being a drug dealer. The, you know, just the basic, just stretching the surface. Right. You know, because I'm not a star, so it's only so much you can put out there before you make your fucking audience cry. Uh huh. So you know. When you when you become Chris Rock, they'll take anything from you. But I'm a Miss Pat fucking nobody. I got to give it to them easy. And you got to remember, <laughs> I'm a fucking black woman talking to a white audience. Most of my fans are white. Why so is that? I have no fucking idea. But I appreciate y'all to the fullness. Hey, I love the fucker. I don't give a fuck if you had one eye. Thank you for supporting me. What do you, what do you think it is about the audience being all white? Like, how'd that happen? I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I did a radio show called Bob and Tom in Indianapolis. That's where I got a lot of them from. And they just started coming. I mean, I would go into that mainstream club, you know, mostly white people. And I would tell these stories and people be like, wow. And I still have people be like, want to cry. I was like, get the fuck away from me. I'm not fucking crying over this shit. I'm over it. Wow. So it's just because they don't have anything like that in their life. And you I think people like to know that you overcame. Mm hmm. You know, I could be on crack like my sister. My sister been smoking crack from day one. She been on drugs all her life. Oh. And I think that's how she dealt with her pain of fucking molestation and all the bullshit that we went through as kids. Mm-hmm. She'll never admit it because she haven't faced up to the problem yet. But with me, I just packed the shit in the back of my head. So I think I think when I tell my stories, people at home going through whatever they're going through, and they was like, fuck, I thought my problem was big. <laughs> but hell no, this bitch had to pull on cripple uncle's leg back and help him stick his dick in at eight. So you realize your life ain't as bad as you. I think after you hear my story, you're like, oh, fuck, I had good parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's the feel-good story of the year. <laughs> God, I can't even imagine. 
So you start eleven years ago. You start telling this on stage, and when when you first started doing it, were you doing it? You were doing open mic nights, and then well, I started talking about my life about six years ago when I moved to Indianapolis. So six years ago, yeah. So the five years before that, you were doing all black clubs, yeah, all in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so then you were you were more like everyone else around you, just yeah. trying to like do whatever everybody else did, try to get laughs, yeah. So f- moving to Indianapolis, is that when you started getting paid work, or were you getting paid work before that? Um, I, I started getting paid work in Indianapolis. I became I became a comedian. I was bullshitting the whole first time. And my husband used to always say, nobody want to hear that chicken shit on stage. And I didn't know what he was talking about. He was like, it's not funny. I mean, he wouldn't say it to hurt my feelings, mm-hmm. but he said he wouldn't, he wouldn't support it. He never would come see me. He's like, that, that, that ain't funny. You know, anybody can talk. Why are you going to talk about your bedroom on stage? And I was like, oh, you just fucking hating. But when I became Miss Pat, who I am today with my life, he's more supportive. Like, when I said, I'm going to do Joe Rogan Park case, he was like, here's my credit card. But before, he was like, I'm not giving you no money to go tell him fucking roast jokes. <laughs> so it makes a difference. Like, he only seen me once. What? Yes, once. A Cat Williams, when I opened for Cat Williams, he invited him out. That's the only time he's ever seen you? Because wow. you know what? He said, I was never funny to him. I was always <laughs> serious. And he said people just laughed at what I said. They thought I was trying to be funny, but I was just being me. Wow. So for him, it wasn't funny. No, because you know what? When I did Bob and Tom <laughs> and I talk about being my baby daddy shot me in the head. Another dude shot me in the titty. His his coworkers listening. Like, you shot your wife titty off. He's like, that wasn't fucking me. That wasn't <laughs> oh my god he's constantly asking abuse questions about me oh my god he's like god. you snap your wife with a skate like dude that was not fucking me that was the dude before me oh that is crazy. i was so broken before i met this dude wow <laughs> is your nipple like together still or is it just like gone no, no, it's 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 there. It's a little it's a little damaged, but it's there. And you have a piece <laughs> in it still, right? You said you were saying. No, what I, I was saying when I do my mammogram and they smash my boob, you can see the uh, the gun. The what is it called? The the gun the the fragment. fragment. Oh my! my you see mammogram. bullet fragments? Yes. Wow. Little spots, and it look like breast cancer, but they know it's not breast cancer. So they have on my chart and my mammogram office been shot in the right titty, missing nipple. Did they say titty on your mammogram? Or oh, whatever, <laughs> boo, breast. <laughs> yeah, if your doctor's calling it a titty, you might want to, like, where's your fucking certificate, man? Can I, can I see where your diploma is? Well, I'm old school. They always titties, Joe. Tit- always? Yeah. That's a good name for them. I got no problem with that. What do you call them? T- titties are great. Okay. I have a friend who says, my friend Steve says uh, titties for things that are good. He's like, uh, we're going on a titties camping trip. <laughs> like I say that means tits. It's good. I say tits. Like that's tits or the tits. Or yeah. Like that. yeah. Boobs. I don't boobs. have boobs. I got titty. My shit hangs like balls, and I have to put grease up on them so they slide across my stomach easily, <laughs> so they don't fucking create fraction and make a sore. Oh no! Really? But yeah. I got real shit, Joe. We were talking about your husband before the podcast started. About he became a vegan, lost yes. a, a ton of weight, lost over one hundred and some pounds. That's crazy. Yeah, his health was going down. I mean, knees and shit hurting, everything. And he just said, I'm not eating this shit anymore. Well, if you're 100 pounds overweight, just My imagine. My husband's a big guy. He imagine. was a big guy. Carrying an extra 100 pounds. Like, just everywhere you go, you have to put 100 pounds on your shoulders. 
Like everything will start breaking after a while. Yeah. That's what most people are doing that are 100 pounds overweight. They just don't think about it, right? Yeah. So he got his shit together, became a vegan, haven't <laughs> eaten meat in two years. Wow. That's crazy. Did you Do you stick food in his face? Like smell this bitch. It don't bother. My husband is so fucking strong-minded. This motherfucker went on a 40-day water. Just pure water. I was like, are you what? fucking crazy? Well, you can't live on just water. For he dropped days. so much weight just on water and went to work every day. That's crazy. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> That's what I told him. I said, That's it's dying. some stupid fucker on, on face on uh, YouTube that told him he could live off water. I was like, look at your fucking titties. They're fucking just gone. You need to eat something. 40 days of he no eating? He went 40 days of no eating. Did you drink juice? Nothing. He didn't even brush his fucking teeth. He brushed it with water. There had to have been supplements or some kind of... <laughs> no, he didn't. I'm telling you. He, off water for he that. lived on water. Well, let's see. How many days do you think it says online? I'm not saying his story's not true, but if you I Google, can call him and you can many, ask No, him. I believe him, but I'm saying how many days... I did. Do you a, think it says online that you could only drink water before you die? I did a, a ten day water lemon no, fast where no, I couldn't. No, eat. he didn't do no lemon. He did. Brian, how water. many days? I would say you could live to be thirty days with just water and maybe some stuff, but I think it's twenty one. But you'd be dead like the last two weeks. I think that's like this. Isn't that the the story behind drunken and afraid? Or Who's that? not drunken and afraid, naked and afraid. <laughs> don't they? Uh, don't they say that? Like it's twenty-one days is the day. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's find out. Can you live off only water? We'll go to Yahoo Answers. It says the average person can, depending upon your body fat, the average person can go from a week to one month or so without food. So and this guy went forty days. He like probably hit the boundaries he was so he was shaking so bad and i was like can you please fucking eat how you just gonna down me i don't even know what a policy at that is so crazy (laughs) he had to do some kind of supplement okay there's a hunger strike wikipedia page apparently you could live as many as 74 days that's the longest a person's ever gone with just having water oh my god hunger strikers dying after 52 to 74 days so 74 is uh, a big one. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Gandhi yeah. Gandhi apparently went through a bunch of uh, hunger strikes. When he was... A, I didn't know Gandhi was alive so young. I don't know, so long ago. It was 1922. only way I can go on a hunger strike is they shut down all the Chick-fil-A's. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get mad on Sunday? Why does Chick-fil-A have to be so religious? They can't be open on Sunday. <laughs> well, by that time, I don't fucking soak all of that crap into my body so much. I love Chick-fil-A so much, I made my son get his first job there so we can get a discount. That's wow. <laughs> it was, um, there's there's certain people that are, uh, that are famous hunger strikers, apparently. A guy who fasted to death. His name is, uh, boy, try pronouncing this, J-A-T-I-N Das, D-A-S. Jatin Das, maybe. Um, it was 116th day of his fast. They gave up their hunger strike, surpassing the 97-day world record for hunger strikes, which was led by an Irish revolutionary. So apparently you can fucking do that. You can not eat for 40 days like your husband did. He's crazy, though. Like, he was probably on death's door. I know. He was so fucking weak. And he went to work and worked. At, my husband built uh, the transmission for Allison Transmission. That's a crazy way to decide to lose weight. I mean, he just wanted to cleanse his body. 
But of, you know of cells, <laughs> of life. But you know his skin turns so pretty. I probably because he's about to die. <laughs> his skin's skin changed. Like yeah, it way? became super smooth. And how and many days in to his fast? I didn't really because I, you know, I traveled. I tried to travel when I, at that time I was traveling a lot. So you know, I come home and I was like, God damn, you losing a lot of weight, dude. And then I found him on a fucking water fast. Like you need to fucking eat. Yeah, but did he ever get to a point where you were worried about him falling asleep yes, driving? I, or? No, not really falling asleep driving. I was worried about him fucking. He was always cold. So I was like, you cold, you about to die. What the fuck are you going to leave me here with these children for? I got to do gigs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So then when after 40 days, he starts eating. He starts eating. And what did he eat? He um, he started to like fruit. He went into fruit first. Just real that. gentle. Yeah, that's so, got to be a big shock to your system. Yeah, also, that's what he said. He didn't want to shock his system. Wow. He does this shit all the time. He don't go that long anymore. He might go twenty days, fifteen days. Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. I've heard of people doing like six days of juice. That's you it. want me to call him and ask? No, I listen. I'm not questioning. I'm saying I don't know anybody who's ever done that. That's a yeah. very extreme dude. He just liked that when he when he just I tell you he used to smoke cigarettes and nobody knows this and he just stopped and he started back one time when I got arrested he went to court with me when I was getting my life together and I needed my driver's license and it just said you have five thousand dollars worth of traffic tickets <laughs> how you want to pay this and so my husband was like your honor I can only get five hundred dollars out at one you know during the day. That's it. He said, well, you got to go get some money. We're going to lock her ass up. He started back smoking because he never been to jail. Wow. That's the hardest one, probably, quitting smoking. That's no, he went cold turkey. He, and after I got out of jail, he stopped. He wow. did it again about a week. He always do every fucking thing cold turkey. Joe, I've been trying to lose weight forever. I've tried. All the nice shit out there. Nutrisystem did work, but I can't afford the shit. So now I'm back at my X-Lax diet because that's really cheap. X-Lax diet? Yeah. What's take, the X-Lax diet? You take it and shit your oh, brains out. no. <laughs> and he gets mad at me because I do X-Lax and I get mad at him because he do water. <laughs> yeah, I think X-Lax is probably worse for you than water. I, I know. I do the mouth for The mouth for X-Lax? <laughs> but it, I mean, all that's do, you're, it's a diuretic, right? I mean, what does it do? It's it a, makes me shit. Yeah, off pounds. Like if I can eat a cheeseburger, <laughs> and I really want to get rid of this cheeseburger. It just blows I right probably, through you. <laughs> blows right through me. <laughs> it's the Pobish diet. Okay, that is not a way to do it. That's I know, Joe, but sometimes I can't resist Chick Fil A. <laughs> I like coffee, and I really can't drink coffee because I got sensitive nipples. Coffee make my nipples really sore. It almost what? Feel, I'm serious. Coffee I just, makes your nipples sore? Caffeine fucks my breasts up. Wow. I got caffeine breasts. I'm called caffeine breasts. And women's out there who's listening, they know I'm telling the truth. So this is a common term? Caffeine yes. breasts? Yes. When you drink too much caffeine, it fucks with your, your titties. So I just went and had a mammogram on just my left titty two weeks ago. Wow. Because I, I had too much caffeine. So when I lay off the caffeine, my breasts stopped being so. But I like Chick-fil-A coffee. <laughs> Fibrocystic breast changes. That's what it's called. See, that's yeah. that's the medical term. Yeah, fibrocystic God breast damn changes. damn it, you Google everything. <laughs> I do. I'm constantly, um, constantly curious. Yeah, uh, pain or discomfort in both breasts. Pain comes goes with the period but can last through the entire month. Breasts feel full, swollen, and yep. heavy. Yeah. And caffeine does that mm-hmm. to my breasts. Well, my nipples are hard to set in the bra. I have to wrap, them in, uh, uh, I have to wrap it in tissue paper. 
Wow, that's crazy. But coffee fucks me up, but I love it. Some women get it from eating chocolate, yeah. drinking caffeine, or eating high-fat foods. It causes their symptoms. Uh, but according to this uh, medical page, there's uh, no clear proof of what's causing it. You yeah. know, pain is very when subjective. I come off of caffeine, mm-hmm. my titties stop being sore. <laughs> Honestly, I know my titties. Well, it makes sense. Fibrocystic breast changes. Fibrocystic breast. That's mm. what it's called. Painful, lumpy breasts. Yes, lumpy. And it almost make you feel like you got, you know, like you feel a lump. So I went in two weeks ago and I was like, I'm very paranoid because breast cancer running my family. So on my daddy's side. So I was like, just check my damn titties so my doctor know (laughs) that I'm a comedian. you say it that way to the doctor? Yes, I say any fucking thing to my doctor. Really? I fucking love my doctor. Like when he giving me a gynecology visit, I'd be like, how do this Blue Cross Blue Shield pussy look, doc? (laughs) 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 So they gave me a mammogram on one breast and like, you don't have any fucking lumps. Lay off the damn coffee. Oh, that's all it is. That's, That's that's fascinating. That's yeah. amazing. Is there anything that does that to your dick? Do you have fibrocystic dick s- cells? Uh, when you're a woman and you turn about 40, your body's like a 64 Chevy. You must repair that bitch. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, since we're friends now, I tell you. Okay. So when I turned 40, my cycle came on one day, wouldn't go off. So I had to go in now and they go, I don't know the medical term, but I know you're going to, I know you're going to Google it. They have to burn the inside of your vagina. Oh, good Lord. And they burnt my vagina, Joe, and it would beatboxing for like three weeks. It was, a, it, it didn't hurt. It was like, boop, 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 boop. So I called my doctor. I was like, my pussy is singing. Can you stop my pussy from singing? <laughs> so it was like air? Or no, it was, was healing. It was healing. Yes. So in the healing, it was popping? and It was sounding like it was making music. What kind of healing was going on there? I don't know, but it was like, boop, 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 boop. I could almost feel it in my stomach. And my doctor knew I'm a comedian. And I was like, I'm serious, doctor. My pussy's beatboxing. So I go up there, and he said it was healing. So essentially they had a cauterize? Is that the term Yeah, something like that. So you were bleeding so much that they had to go in there. They either do two things. They either burn the inside of you or they give you a hysterectomy. And I didn't oh. want a hysterectomy. So there was no other way to stop the bleeding? No. Good Lord. It just break down. You use so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy feeling. That they burnt the inside of you to cool everything off. To Not to cool it all. Yeah, yeah, to stop, stop the, the flow. flow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. God. This extra things that women have to worry about. Breast cancer is one. Like they say dudes get breast cancer, but, you know, I'm like, name All one. y'all got to worry about is drop penises. That's it. And drop. then they, yeah, soft wieners. Mm. Yeah, but they fixed that. They have pills for yeah, that. Yeah, but they don't have anything for broken titties and broken, <laughs> broken vaginas. You know, dry assholes. <laughs> I know people uh, People get their vaginas tightened up. I've heard that's unbelievably painful, though. Really? Yeah, they go in there and fucking, you know, woman's had a few kids and their vagina's all blown out. They'll, they'll it doesn't go in. blow it out. It's still got some grip. You got to use your stomach. You sorry, Depends on the woman. Depends on the woman. This, I know what you're saying, but there, there's realities about the shape of the body, like about like stretch marks. A lot of that's genetic. Some people get stretch marks. Some people do not. Some Beyonce people fully, don't have any, does yeah, she? No. Probably got just crazy genes. Some people, they stretch way the fuck out and have a kid, and it all goes right back into place. It's amazing. And then some people, one kid, and they're done The whole thing, the whole package is just done. 
Like, I know. like someone just drove a truck through a water balloon. My, my like daughter-in-law is like that. I was like, don't have a baby because this baby is going to fuck up your figure. I said, you young girls need to stop fucking trying to be mamas. Take your body and abuse them. Have fun. Have a baby when you fucking in your late 30s before it's about to dry out. Don't give a man an opportunity to fuck up your flat stomach. <laughs> <laughs> But what if she wants a baby more than she, she wants a flat She had a fucking stomach? baby. Now she fat. And she fucking all out of shape. And she's still trying to wear that sexy shit. And I'm like, uh, no, boo-boo. Take them hoe no. shorts off. <laughs> it's not going to work. You missed your opportunity. I told you don't let my fucking son get you pregnant. Oh, uh, no, boo-boo. Take, your, take that hoe shit off. <laughs> take uh, that hoe shit off. I told you not to let my son get you pregnant. Holy shit, that's funny. There was a thing oh. in the news the other day where ages 18 to 24 are twice as uh, likely to get vaginal surgery than most women. And I guess it's really popular with the young kids now to get the Barbie cut where they chop off all the lips and everything. So it's just the line, you know, like kind oh, of like how you, labia you know, like a t- surgery, you, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah to, to make Who your vagina that? look. 18 Who to 24. Want? Who want a lipless pussy? It's it's the porn that people are trying to get the porn yeah. look, you know, like the perfect. That must vagina. be exactly what it These is. These kids are crazy. No, everybody wanted their lips. What is vagina lips called? Labia. 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 Everybody I wanted their labia. I only read it. it. I never say it. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Who would curtains. cut their vagina lip off? What's going to catch the stuff that's coming out of it? I know. It's, it's like catch the eyelash stuff of the vagina. That's coming out of it. I mean, the panty line is there to catch it after it falls, but it's right. got to like run down the sides. Meat curtains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meat curtains. Yeah. I don't know. I think it is pornography, though, because you think about like pornography is so br- it's so bright and visual. You know, like if you got a camera, you if you're having sex with someone, you know, you, there's a lot of stuff going on, right? There's a their faces in your face, you're kissing, you're touching each other. You're, but if you're watching a porn, a lot of times they're just showing you like the insertion. They're showing you the dick and the vagina. They're showing you the body parts. They're showing you things moving, and you're concentrating on like this one particular area. And you could decide for whatever reason, like that that is. That's what you got to focus on. Like that, you need to trim up your fucking yard. You could clean your hedges so it looks like these videos. Well, you know what, Joe? I, I got stomach sitting on my vagina. I ain't seen it since the 90s. So maybe I don't know what's going on down there. Maybe I need some, what is it called? Batman pussy, too. <laughs> Good God Almighty. Yeah, I don't think you need it. No, I don't need it, Joe. I mean, don't. Nobody needs that. Don't do that. And p- plus, some guys like it. Like Jim Norton, he's always talking about it. He loves big pussy lips. It, it drives him crazy that women get that fixed. Like they- some, some famous porn star, I think her name was Houston. She uh, did something with her vagina lips, like she sold them or something like that. Sold like, your vagina Google, Google lips? Google that. Yeah, there was something crazy. God, I'm trying to remember the story. She, I think she got surgery and then she did something with it. She was also one of the first people to ever do a gangbang. Remember she did like the Houston? No, she wasn't. We saw that shit in the hood all the time when Crack first came out. <laughs> Joe, come on. That, I, don't, I, I mean in a porn. Oh, That's what I mean. Oh, okay, getting paid. Well, one of those giant ones, like 500 people. Like, yeah. She let 500 people have sex? See, this is the thing. They say it's 500 people, but it's really like 60 people, and they fuck her a bunch of times. They, like, go through the line, and they keep going, and, you know, they act like a new guy. I think some of them have actually gone. I think I've heard of that. I'm not into porn. (laughs) I'm not into Uh, porn. No. It was Houston. She sold her labia for $50,000. And what did somebody do? Buy them and suck on them for skin? Yeah, like, yeah. 
like a silky blanket. What do you? How long will it last? Fifty thousand dollars. How long is it good for? Is it in his freezer somewhere? Uh, He's probably had it dried out. So it's like eating. It's like eating beef jerky. <laughs> beef jerky vagina. I need to call and tell my daughter that she might like that. Is there? A, I need to. She might like beef jerky vagina. Is there a photo of said labia? No, no I don't want to see no sub labias. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't understand. Is there a before and after picture of a no. pussy? If there's not, that's ridiculous. It's, and it's just reportedly like it's, it's okay. It's, so it could be. Bullshit. It could be fake. Yeah, I'm more for the women who trying to keep theirs, and you know, yeah, I'm just want a vagina jacket. Just, I don't understand. I, it's got to be that. It's got to be the porn. It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, think about fake breasts. Fake breasts are so. Com- you know, I, the other thing I was at, uh, I did K Rock the other day, and um, they brought up Korean women who win the uh, like Miss Korea. Mm-hmm. You know, Miss Korea, they look exactly the same. Like pull up, pull up. There's a vid. Uh, all those women look the same anyway, Joe. Oh no, no, no! This is way crazy because it's all about plastic surgery. They get a very specific type of look by plastic surgery, and it's super, super, super common amongst Korean. So who women. win? <laughs> all of them. But that's what's crazy. It doesn't make any sense because they look exactly the same. So over the years, like so, how, think of how many. Look at this. Plastic surgery blame for making. All Miss Korea contestants look alike. Look at what these women look like. They look exactly the same. Like you could have photos of any one of them doing something and then tell the police and, and the other all one go to would jail. be charged for the crime. <laughs> I mean, look at what they look like. I mean, I don't like generalizations. You say, oh, everybody looks the same. Well, maybe you, you racist fuck. No, those girls look exactly the same. And what they're doing is apparently they're going and getting a very specific type of surgery uh, and they shape their face to a very specific way. And they do it with their chin, and they do it with their eyes, and they do it with their noses. And when it's all like said and done... like the same fucking person with a different hair, dude. Very close, at least. Very close. I mean, really close. When it's all said and done, they're How almost exactly the same. How you know they wasn't born like that? No, no, no. No, no, no. There's a lot of before and afters. This is a real common problem. In, in, well, I wouldn't say common. I wouldn't say a problem, rather. It's a cultural issue in Korea. Their That's plastic surgery has run rampant. Because if you don't want to have sex with your wife, you send one of them over there. And when was I mean? Oh, so if you don't want to have sex with your husband. Yeah, you, your husband. And you look exactly <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, you look just like that. Just send your husband. Yeah, but you got Why you go out with your boyfriend? <laughs> if he sticks it in there and he re- he realizes, like, this one's tighter. This one's got that extra work done down there. No, men don't know. This shit. is not my wife. <laughs> what is going on here? Unless he thinks that she had something done. But it's just, uh, it's very strange that they're all adopting this uniform look. That's scary to me, you know? That's a scary. Uh, there's before and after of one. You could see. Yeah, look at this. You know, she looks very actually. Fuck, she needed that. She <laughs> yeah, like a little boy. <laughs> They should do wow. that, Joe. <laughs> she look like she look like they're, the Karate Kid. If you could tell, the big the big thing that they're getting is the you know what the, what's been quoted as the anime eye. If you look at the eyes, they're very big and you know they're kind of stretched. How open. do they stretch their eyes out? They cut the lids. <clears throat> they change the lids. They change the shape of the lid. They they go in there and they they, they take That's like just a too much for pie me. slice out, and pull that bitch together, and their eyes are like this. That's what they do to people when they get older too. I know a dude who did that, has eyes done, like to get your eyes done, and all of a sudden you're like this. It's nothing like seeing a, a dude looking like an old-ass woman with plastic surgery, isn't it? Kenny Rogers. Have you seen him lately? It is the uh, creepiest thing ever. He's like on a commercial right I now. I've seen Kenny Rogers. Terrifying. Yeah. You know who Kenny Rogers is? I do you know who he is? I like yeah, country music. Yeah. 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 Well, do you ever see what he looks like now? 
No, yeah, let me see. You wouldn't recognize him. You really? Recognize, yeah, poor guy. He's pretty open about it, I think. He's had conversations about it. He talked about how he fucked up. <laughs> Shit. I mean, you kind of have to talk about how you fucked up when you look like this because it's it's so obvious. Well, Joan Rivers had a lot of it. Yeah. That's not a bad picture, dude. In that picture, he kind of looks normal. But he there's look pull it, That's a bad picture. That's a bad picture. Go, yeah, get get a good one because there's some good ones that are like really shocking. Just pull up Kenny Rogers' bad plastic surgery and you'll get some good ones. I was on the beach the other day, and uh, this dude caught a uh, a manta ray. You know what a manta ray is? And he pulls it in from the water, and uh, there's it's in Malibu, and there's all these rich people that have houses there, and they think they can tell people what to do for whatever reason. So uh, the dude had already released the manta. He caught it and released it. You know, they were trying to catch fish, and they just caught this manta ray accidentally. And so he uh, he's releasing it, and this lady comes running. Because this other lady was like, you know, they're doing this. They're torturing that animal. They pulled it out of the ocean. And this chick comes running to tell them what to do. And when I tell you that she looked like a monster, like I am not exaggerating. <laughs> she looked like a monster. I mean, this poor lady, I, I felt bad. Like she had done so much to herself. It was like her face had been so pulled back. And the guys who are listening are podcast fans, the guys who caught the fish. So they're probably listening to it right now. They they were talking to me before, so I, I assume that if you know who you are, what's up? Nice guys. <laughs> um, you know, regular-looking, young, tattooed-up dudes who are out there fishing. They caught this big-ass manta ray. But this lady came running, and when I saw her, as she approached them, I had a visual, I mean, a, a, like a vis- visible, like I felt an, a, a, a tangible, like, quiver. Like, I saw her, I made the visual contact, like my eyes hit her face, and I was like, like I just oh like who fucked up your face? What did you do? And not only that, she's in this crazy ass fucking multi million dollar beach house. You know this be- those beach he, houses in Malibu are ridiculous. And, he, and he's also somewhere cheating with somebody who eyes is not wide open while he sleep. He's probably just Xanax the fuck out, just trying to deal with her and him <laughs> and his own life. He's a, probably a mess too. I don't know who he was or who she was, but it was the arrogance of this crazy lady running up to these guys. She goes, guys, throw it back. Throw it back. Like, wow. you could keep a manta ray and eat it if you wanted to. Nobody could stop you. And it's like, you be look out there. That's the ocean. Like, that's really fucking big. <laughs> like, this idea that you're like, this guy on the, the side of, is going to do anything to the population of the manta rays. Like, that's not how animals die. They die because of giant nets that they pull amongst these huge boats and they... They pulled them out of the, that's what's over pop overfishing. It's not a dude on the rocks pulling some but in her idea was that you know, in her mind she was gonna tell this dude. Put the manta ray up. But I, f- I felt so bad. Manta rays are cute though. They're kind of different. They're a unique species. I, I Oh I, yeah, I, they're kinda cool. Yeah. But you know, you you ever had skate? Like at a restaurant? Mm-hmm. It's delicious. What is skate? Skate is a it's a manta ray. It's a type of ray. Yeah, that thing there. I mean it wasn't that one. That was not the one that he caught. He caught it was like a stingray. It had like one Right. I don't know what kind of ray it was. It was cool looking, but he re- he let it go immediately. He had already let it go when this lady came running over. But she just had such a monster face. That he cold, said, tight I'm, monster face is so I'm going to take this manta ray and beat the hell out of you if you don't get off this beach. <laughs> no, <they would laughs> Loose your face up. <laughs> They'd call the police so fast. They probably have, I don't know how they do it, but you know, like, here's, oh, there's Kenny Rogers. That's a good, bad picture of him. Why you say it's bad? The one on the Look right? his eyes and his nose. Is, looks, he looks, he looks like he's high as fuck. <laughs> he might be in California. That's not a good one, though. There's some other there, ones there, where it just looks really awful. Well, there, there's other, uh, I've seen a, one comparison. Like this one's a good one, too, maybe. Yeah, that's it. That's, a good that's one. it. Holy fuck, he like a crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<sighs> that cannot be no Kenny Rogers. It is. It is. That's his daddy. No, it's yeah. him. They changed the shape of his face. And oh, my and, God. And it doesn't make you look better either. It just makes you look different and not in a good different. His eyes is wide open. You can't shoot that shit in your face either, man. That thing that everyone's doing where they're putting Botox. filler in their face. Uh, yeah. Not just Botox, no, but filler. The black girls mm-hmm. are putting it in their ass. They putting a, mm-hmm. a, so many transgenders have died. <laughs> I'm serious. What Some stuff and things in their no, ass. No, they was no. You haven't heard about it. Google it. They was taking people was telling they was giving oh, them yeah. butt shots, mm-hmm. but they was putting fucking cork, corking oil, corking oil in their ass. Mm-hmm. Ma- and I know, I know so many black girls with fake booties. <laughs> and when that That's shit hardened right up, now. That's a photo with some captions on it. For yeah, sure. when that shit hardened up, ain't nothing they can oh, do with that crap. They can't go in and cut it out. No. I don't know. Oh. I don't. I wouldn't let nobody shoot no no fucking Home Depot <sighs> stuff in my booty. Well, some women that had their lips done back in the day are they're they're scarred for life. There was this poor lady that used to live down the street from me, and she had uh, like she'd talk to you, and she had a line like right here <laughs> from here to here, a straight <laughs> a straight line inside her lips from where she had these artificial lips put in, and so when you she would talk to you, you would see the scar. Like the scar in her upper lip, it was so distracting. It was like, what did you do? You just she probably got she, it for sexual pleasure. She wanted lips like yours. She wanted natural ones. Couldn't get it. I always get compliments on my lips. You have beautiful lips. Well, thank you. You hear that, world? I got. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> Joe said Nothing I have beautiful lips. They're beautiful. <laughs> That's what white women want. They want those plump, juicy lips. You know, white women sometimes they'll go to drastic measures. And they want big asses now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're getting them too. Yeah. Weird. You yeah, see, you see that show? Was it botched? Botched? Where oh, it's no. all yeah. plastic. I was watching one last night where the woman got the the fake butt and it started to it popped or something like that and started going into her leg and her and her and stuff and they couldn't get it out because it started growing it, uh, with the muscles. It started mm. attaching the muscles so they couldn't take it out. And so she just decided to get another one put in there and then that one didn't take because there was it's just all what fucked was she up. Getting? Uh, butt implants, and then then she could just flip them. Like she would sit oh down and would flip upside God. down and stuff like that. Like reverse. Oh, I saw that lady. I yeah. saw that on on yeah Facebook. I saw that lady. She can just flip Facebook. her ass inside out, and it was a bad job. And I was like, as long as the long as the ass is sticking the right way, it's not a bad job. It was like a little flying. Kind, how low are your standards? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a bad job if you can flip it around. <laughs> what are you a spokesperson for the surgeon? I mean, I don't know. I mean, but when it was turned the right way, the ass was nice and curvy mm-hmm. when it flipped over it looked like a plate that was upside down yeah. in our ass yeah. <laughs> but could you imagine what it feels like if you grab that thing yeah. like you're wrestling with something like a fish is underneath the surface I mean it, it can't be no different than sucking fake tits I, I got fake to grab a gr- girl's butt at a strip club in Dayton, Ohio and it felt just like boobs on your butt but hers was, she got the really big ones the ones that were like the size of basketballs and so it was just like jelly she was, was white f- very jelly oh uh, yeah yeah. She oh. probably went too far. Yeah. That's what happens. Everybody goes too far. It's like some women can get breast jobs and they just get a little little bit of an uh, enlargement mm-hmm. and it looks great. Yeah. And then other women get crazy and they get those basketballs put in and you're like, oh. And then they mm-hmm. have back problems and they look stupid. They look and, stupid. And then they, they, they little cleavage sag. I'm just yeah. going to keep it what I got. I'm going to keep the same man, Joe. <laughs> I don't have time to be fucking cutting off my libules, my vagina lips, or your skin lips, whatever you want to call it, because that stuff going to dry your vagina out. You never 
never going to have wet vagina without having those lips. You dumb half. Is that how it works? So the lips like help. Well, it helps keep the moisture in there. Mm. Moisture in there. <laughs> Whatever you want to call Keep the shit wet. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of things I didn't know. Yeah. So I'm, I can't do all that. I don't want to pull my neck back, my eyes back. I mean, you know, you're yeah. going to get old. Mm-hmm. Shit is going to stop working. That's why God gave you hand. When my husband ain't working no more, I just unstick his balls and we keep it moving. We watch the news and go to bed. You know what I think? I think that also when people are doing their early adopters, you know what I'm saying? Like the people that got the original boob jobs, like right. those they leaked and there's silicone and, the, you know, the poor people got sick. And remember how many people got like lupus and all these diseases from tit? I knew a girl got lupus from her breast job. She had a leaky breast job and she got lupus. Like she was all fucked up. Her immune system was jacked. But now, like, they have it down where, like, you know, it's very few reactions. It's a different feel to it. Like you were talking about, it's like a... Gummy bear boobs. Yeah. yeah. They feel like a real breast. They yeah. feel like, like really firm, real breasts. And I think that in the future, and not so far away either, they're going to be able to give you injections that make a woman's breast grow. Like they're gonna be able to grow natural. Well, breasts. everybody, breasts ain't. You know, I think if you if you don't have breasts, and shit is probably hereditary. Go back down the line. You got a be- bunch of flat-breasted aunts and shit. <laughs> you're not supposed to have titties. Uh. I remember when I wanted breasts, and Mike. So Mike, the, I remember as a little girl, somebody was like, "If you rub butter on your titties." They would grow in your ass. They would grow. So we went in the refrigerator and took all my mama butter, and we just soaked our <laughs> chest in butter. And so, and I think that's why I got titties today. So, ladies, don't spend your money at the plastic surgery. Just buy some fucking, I can't believe it, not butter. Mm-hmm. Put your two boobs in there and soak them overnight and see if they grow in two weeks. I'm not sure if that works. I don't know either, but look at me. I'm rocking a 44 double D with grease up under it. There's Apparently, there's a lot of people been working at this. They've been trying to do this for a long time, and there's a, there's a bunch of ways that can kind of help a little bit, but they're not exactly – they're not really ready to grow tits yet. But you know what someone brought up the other day that made a lot of sense? They were saying that, like, when a woman uh, – man becomes a woman, when he becomes transgender, becomes a woman, they start taking estrogen shots, and a lot of times they grow natural <laughs> breasts. They do. I got a son who eat too much McDonald's, and he got nice-size A cups. That's not the same, though. Yes, um, it is. He got he, nipples in it. He's overweight. He's overweight. So they yeah. should gain weight and grow tits. <laughs> no, it might not work. It might work, but it might not work. But w- what they're saying is that they can give a man injections yeah. and he starts growing like natural boobs. He like, do. Wouldn't they be able to give a woman estrogen and wouldn't that make her That'd probably grow? fuck us up because we already uh, produce estrogen. It, it makes right. it crazy. Yeah, we probably go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Too much women in here. Yeah, right? It's an overflow of You woman. come home and this bitch cooking the cat. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Uh, there's a lot of fucking problems apparently with silicone and breast implants. Particularly the silicone gel can cause connective tissue or autoimmune diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, neurological disorders, cancer, even new silicone-related diseases that didn't exist before breast enhancement surgery. So you got nice tits but can't open your hands. You can have some serious... This girl was all fucked up that had lupus. She was a mess. You know, like, that's a, those autoimmune diseases like that, like lupus, are no joke, you know? Is there any plastic surgery that you would get? You know what I think, man? I think we're so close to them being able to figure out how to do stuff without it. Like, I don't need plastic surgery. I'm beautiful, perfect as I am. But I've had it. I had hair transplants when I was younger, obviously. 
What um, happened? I just my hair was falling out, and I was trying but, to fight against it. So you had hair transplant, but you don't got no hair now. Now I shave it. I should have shaved it. So from now the you beginning. shaving your transplants? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you waste fucking money, Joe. Just waste keep, money. That's <laughs> one way to look at it. <laughs> Y'all white people, stop getting hair transplant. All you got to do is go to the hood and get something called a quick weave. A quick uh, weave? Yes, it's what a whole. That? What you watching on my head? It's a whole head of hair for fifty dollars. Listen, that's not gonna work with me. I do jujitsu. Like I'm getting choked. No, and we stuff. don't got. They don't got it. Like this Come shit is off. sold up. No, so not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. White dudes are not allowed to get weaves. It's just too pathetic. It's well, as, they go around with the toupees that be shaking and shit, and we can tell they it's should fake. Get that off. Yeah, they don't. They don't need those. Shave the head. <laughs> I know a guy who works at the Lowe's in my area. He got one, and it's fucking horrible. It Poor makes bastard. him look like a child molester. I be like, you look like you kill babies. But you take that ugly ass wig Did off you tell your head. That to him? No, but I don't like. He creeps me out because, you know, it's nothing like seeing somebody with a bad weave when you wear weave. Right. So you have a good one and him having a bad one is offensive to you? It's yes, bad for the whole weave community? You- <laughs> <laughs> like when John Travolta wears his beautiful one and he goes on the Academy Awards. Are you like, that's a respectable weave? Yes. I mean, it's got to look good. The problem is it's glued to your head. Not anymore. This is sold in. Sewn in. Sewn in. Mm. Sewn in. Sewn in. Yeah. yeah, but if a dude's bald, like if you're always bald, like I have stubble up here, but it was all just, it was going. It was gone. It was, uh, the, the party was over. The, what happens is they take hair from the back of your head and then yeah. where it's never going to fall out and they move it to the top. The, the joke was that it's like taking a bunch of really healthy people and you move into a neighborhood where everybody's dying. Because that's what it's like when you have hair. You don't think <laughs> so about that. Did your like, transplants die? <laughs> no, they stayed. They stuck around. They're the new residents. That, like, they, they so do they grow now? Yeah, yeah, they grow. But the old hair that used to be there along with the transplants, that's a, that shit all falls out eventually. So when you grow hair, what do it look like? <laughs> do you look Stop. like? No, no. I mean, I have enough hair to grow my hair out and okay. not look like I have cancer. But... It's not. It's pretty close. It was going. It, it was, was on. It was way. getting thinner. It was like yeah. cotton candy ear. It was getting cotton older. Cotton candy ear. <laughs> it was, it was falling was out like more that. and more, and it was it was annoying. Is that it's what like, they still do now? To just shave it. Yeah, they do. Well, they do it now. They do uh, what they call um, single follicle. So they take like one hair at a time. They'll take it from there and put it up there. But the bottom line is, you only have so much hair back here. And especially if you go full Ronald McDonald, like if your your hair goes bald like way back to the edge, imagine taking that little edge and trying to populate your entire head. Good luck. You don't have enough hair. So then they figured out how to clone hair, and that's what they're working on now. They're working on cloning hair. But at the same time, they're also working on some other shit like that'll just genetically, they'll be able to inject it in your skin. It'll grow hair like crazy. They're pretty close to being able to figure that out because it's some sort of a giant multi-multi-billion dollar industry. Dudes losing their hair. But if I could give anybody any advice from someone who's already shaved your head, shave your fucking head. It's you so sexy. easy. I Thank so you. Bad. My husband lost sexy. his hair too. He was trying to hold on it's to that so, shit. It's so like freeing and I, don't, I truly do not give a fuck. Like It doesn't bother me at all anymore. My hair used to fuck with me when it was falling out because I was thinking about shaving it, but I wasn't sure if I could. You know, I needed to just, just jump in and do it. But once I did it, I was like, oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Once I did it, though, I was like, oh, this is so much better. My husband used to have that kid and play fade, but he had that (laughs) hole in the middle. That's a sad (laughs) hole. And I was like, "Uh, can you fucking get this goddamn teacup hole off the top of your head? Let it go. (laughs) It looked like like a bottle top opener. What did you want him to do with it? Cut the shit off. He was losing his hair. It was thinning. And it was like it would grow around the fade, but it had a hole in the top. Mm. So he was good until he went, what the fuck? (laughs) You know? 
know, it looked like he was keeping a little safe on top of his head. Yeah, we talked about that poor Jason Alexander decided at like 50-something years old to wear a toupee. Out of, out of nowhere. I don't know Jason Alexander, but... You don't know Seinfeld, the show Seinfeld? George from Seinfeld. George. You ever watch Seinfeld? No, you're too busy yeah. shooting people and fucking getting arrested. Oh, no, my husband watched <laughs> Seinfeld. He turned me on to Seinfeld. It's like, I don't want to watch this boring-ass show. And then I watched it. I was like, this is a fucking great show. It is a fucking great show. Yeah, we spent many nights watching Seinfeld. Do you know Do you know Richard Pryor's story? Yes, I do. Do you know his story of, like, of growing up in a brothel the whole yeah, deal? I, yeah, but, I, yeah. Your story is like five times more crazy than Richard Pryor's story. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's it's pretty close. I mean, Richard Pryor. I didn't suck. No. I, oh, I didn't turn gay for two weeks. I read Richard's book. He turned gay for two weeks. I was like, holy Probably fuck, more Richard. than two weeks. Probably more than two weeks. It's more likely. He did some stuff. I don't know. I mean, there's a different time, too. If you stop and think about like what was going on in the 70s, think about all the people that are allegedly involved house. in gay shit. Well, the brothel, right? Yeah, the he brothel. Grew up, grew up, it's a prostitute house. Um, he, but, you, you know, you look at, like, um, allegedly David Bowie and Mick Jagger went gay for a while. You know, like, um, what's his name from um, The Who? What the fuck's his name? Not Roger Daltrey, the other guy. Jamie. I'm thinking, I'm... Townsend, Pete Townsend. Yeah. Pete Townsend was gay for a while. Like he even I did just th- think it's, it's shit when you're in Hollywood. It's no more, you done had out of a vagina, you done turned it inside out, you done stuck your foot in it, you done kicked it across the room, you done baked the pussy, you done beat the pussy, you done banged the pussy, you done, uh, you done set it on fire. So you're like, well, you know what, I'm going to go over and play with this dick and see if I can do the same thing to a dick. Not that they're gay, they're just trying to do something else. I think that's what they do out here just in Hollywood. Because in the Midwest, they just keep the same old bitch with the beard who smokes cigarettes who tote babies on their hips um maybe you got a good point yeah i think for a lot of dudes it probably is that they probably want to just expand their experiences yeah it's like getting fingers put in their ass i tell you (laughs) let me tell you so i went I did. A, I had to do a hosting for a dildo party. I'm not into dildos. I don't want to fuck. How'd you them. get a? How'd you get this job? They they thought I was funny. They came to the show, so they like come host our dildo party. They have a dildo party. Yes, and women loves this bitch. They, like they stamp got stamp traders. Hey, like they got dicks that in do, the comic books. Do you know? Do you know that they got the new the, the dick with the suctions on it? So you huh? stick it to the toilet and you just have sex with yourself. When you finish, yeah. you rinse it. You rinse it off and put it in the dishwasher, whatever fuck you do with it. Right. So I host this dildo party so they give me this little thing and i said well what is this she said well go home and spice up your relationship so i was like oh my fucking relationship could use some spices (laughs) (laughs) i mean you've been married for 23 years i mean what else right (laughs) so i was like well what do i do with this she was like this is ball dust she said you take this feather you dust his balls and you you ball dust but it came with a pink feather so I go home with this ball dust and I was like open your leg I got some ball dust and it, I pulled out this feather and I was like if you don't get that gay ass kid away from my balls <laughs> he wouldn't participate what he if like, it was black he wouldn't have partic- it was like a, a fucking feather it was that feather he's like who the what the fuck did you get ball dust you're not putting that shit on my Why balls is it because it was pink it turned him off no I think it was ball dust period my husband's not gonna do all that extra shit why is pink universally a girl's color? I love pink. I don't know. Well, it's nothing wrong with the color, but I mean, like, okay, this lighter is a pink lighter. It's a Hello Kitty lighter, so it's definitely a girl's lighter. <laughs> That's my lighter. But, exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> why? You call him Red Band a girl? No, we're just being silly. But 
this is pink. Like, why is that color like a girl color? Why is white? It's because when universal? you were because when you grew up, your mom put you girls in a pink bedroom and bought pink stuff. And when you society as a boy, told them that it was boys were blue colors, like their it's bedroom to colors. It's determine his sex. So yeah. when you walk around with an ugly ass baby that was a girl but looked like a boy, you put in pink. So people's like, oh, your little boy is cute. No, she got on pink as a fucking girl, even though yeah. she looked like a boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But how did we figure that out, though? How did we uh, figure uh, out pink Joe, for a girl? Joe, you got to ask the people who started before us. <laughs> you I'm, asking I'm Jesus Christ questions. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm you wondering. asking Rosa Parks questions. Not Rosa Parks. Maybe Harriet Tubman questions. I don't fucking know how they, they came up with this shit. I got okay. a GD. Let's Google it. Yeah. Let's Google it. Why, why does the color pink be associated with women? Yeah. Okay. Why? Probably because it's a soft color. <laughs> I think yeah, it is. But stuff. isn't white as well? White is my favorite color. Yeah, a lot of people like white. I have a white car. It's very pretty. It's good for When cars. I was little, I wanted to be white because I watched the Leave It to Beaver. And Beaver mama was so fucking supportive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wanted that lady for my mama. She cooked every day. You wasn't called bitches. You wasn't shot at. I was like, I want this bitch for my mama. So I wanted to be white. Yeah. Pink, they don't know. They have no idea. They have no idea. It's most commonly associated with femininity. They don't have any idea why. There's a bunch of speculation, all different. Pink was likely associated with boy babies as with girl babies at a certain point in time. It was just associated with babies. We we had that picture, remember, of was it uh, who which which original it was it Theodore Roosevelt dressed as a girl. Oh when yeah, he was young. Yeah, yeah. They used to they used to High dress little boys. Yeah, stuff. pull pull that picture up because it's so bizarre. People all need of to those see it. dudes dressed with wigs on back in the day. Yeah, but this is when they were babies. They dressed oh. him as a baby when he, as a girl when he was a baby. Why? They just did it back. They used then. to do that they back in the to, day. It was normal. High heels were actually made for men and stuff like that. Like we, they used to dress. That's why really? they love them now. Really? Yeah. That's why they love him? Now. <laughs> Think about it. You can take a gay man, he do makeup yeah. and hair and yeah. dress way better than normal, like a regular female. Has that been Snopes? Did we ever run that Who is through that? Snopes? Theodore Roosevelt, supposedly. That's a boy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that's yeah. a lie. Yeah, it says so. Okay, let's see. Roosevelt dressed as a girl debunked. Theodore Roosevelt. Let's see. It wasn't always wow. It's true. Yeah, that's true. What that that the that isn't an actual. It's in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. The uh, the photographs uh, about girls uh, or boys rather dressing up as girls. Yep. that's totally true. He had shoulder length hair and a hat trimmed with a marabou feather, but it not because he was a gender bender. Um, the unexpected childhood look is a reminder that our cultural norms about gender-specific clothing for children are a surprisingly recent historical development. Wow, that is interesting, man. It was 1884. He was two and a half years old. And boys wore dresses until age six or seven, which was also the time of their first haircut. Wow, that's so weird. Franklin's outfit was considered gender neutral. So that outfit, pull that outfit up again. That outfit was considered gender neutral at the time. What outfit? The outfit that he was wearing where we think it looks like a girl. <laughs> Look at that. That's that was gender neutral. 
That was a girl. Look at his cute little shoes. Yeah, look at his little booty shoe and his his hair. They didn't cut your hair except like Mo style across your face so that you can but, see where you're well, going. White baby still look like that. That's, that's <laughs> on the Smithsonian.com also that all this yeah. where they talk about all the pink and blue. You stuff. really detail. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that is that detailed. I mean, for the Google between pink and blue, I, I personally don't give a fuck. <laughs> <When you> want, <laughs> but I'm learning a lot here. <laughs> when you want I mean, that's fascinating to me. It's fa- it's absolutely fascinating to me. I was watching Fox News. We talked about this before about those women you that watch are on Fox, Fox News. News. No, not because I believe in it, just because it's fascinating. Uh, I, I, lo- I watch it too. I love people that are convinced of anything. I want to be convinced of God. I watch religious shows. I like people that convince there's no God. I watch atheist shows. I, I like watching people convince just to study their patterns. But um, watching Fox News is always fascinating to me because it's like this weird look into another world that I don't ever hang out in. You know, I don't know these people, but these women are so hot and they they're so leggy. There's so much naked legs going on. And I was thinking if a man dressed like that on TV, it would be a fucking sh- it would be a sin. Like you would that if a guy dressed even remotely like one of those women on television, it would be front page news. It'd be like what the fuck has what society a, fallen to? So if a man came in with like male UPS shorts on, I mean really tight. Yeah, but that's not. See, shorts are one thing. These women, there's no short. There's no know, pants you have dress. to pull down. You just lift their skirt up and start fucking. It's right there. Their vagina is. There's a <laughs> tiny little piece of like see through cloth. Oh. They're on Fox. These are, they have tiny little dresses on. What? Well, that's what make people tune in. You flipping through the channel, you see a sex. Holy fuck! Exactly. You know you're gonna stop, and you don't care what they're saying. I mean, look at Sarah Palin. Exactly. They think she's fucking hot. Well, she was hotter back in the day. She was prettier. She's she's starting to hit the wall. And now, I mean, but now people think weird. she's hot. Yeah, but if you thought she was hot when she was running for president, like six years ago, whatever it was. That would be kind of, she was kind of hot back then. You know, That's like, more of a power thing also, I think. Maybe. Well, it was a fucking God bless America sort of a thing, son. She's, first of all, she's a rugged outdoorsman, lives in Alaska, okay? <laughs> Woman's been a hunter her whole life. And she's kind of pretty. Bitch can't and, kill fish. Well, you know what she would do, allegedly? They would uh, shoot a caribou, and then they would uh, call her for a photo op, and she yeah. would they would she'd get out of her car. They'd hand her the gun. She'd stand down there over the body. They'd take a photo, and she'd hop back in the car and drive off. Mm. <laughs> like they they would uh, they would shoot an animal just specifically to make her look like a hunter. I know what a caribou is. You know what a caribou is? A deer. Yeah, it's a rainbow, a reindeer rather. I guess that, but oh fuck. Yeah, that's what a caribou is. You know, like when Santa has those reindeer, that's those are caribou. It's uh, in the deer family. Caribou's didn't come to the ghetto. So. No, no, Mm-mm. they barely come to Alaska. You gotta go find them. <laughs> they're, uh, you know, they're we didn't in- believe reindeers laying on your house. If you was getting gifts and somebody showed up, it was a fucking Santa Claus with a pet bull. Did you ever teach your kids about Santa Claus, or did you just? I told them uh, it's all bullshit. <laughs> it's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, when I moved in my white neighborhood, I'm in the, I'm in the Walmart one day, and my son was talking about getting something for Christmas. I, he was talking about Santa. I was like, "It ain't no fucking Santa, okay? Just tell me what you want, and I buy." So how, old white, you, how old was he at the time? He probably was like ten. 
So a lady, a white lady in line was like, how dare you not say it's a sign? I was like, bitch, he ain't brought me no money. Mind your own business, white woman. What is you talking about? You want my son to grow up and bleed some nice, fat, chubby white dude just going to show up and leave toy? I don't even got a fucking ch- chimney. I got an electric fly place. How the fuck he going to get in my house? Exactly. How the fuck is he going to get in He's house? not going to get in my house. So she's like, don't, don't not tell kids it's not Santa. I put up a tree because it's cute. Yeah, isn't that funny that you have to, like, that has to be told. That's a lie that we all agree you have to tell children. It's Easter fun. Bunny, it's the two fairy. You would catch, I would catch my stepdad in there taking my fucking tooth and put $5 up on there. And when I wake up, my mama want to borrow the $5 so she can get high. Wow. So I'm like, all these teeth you lost and then no fucking tooth fairy come out and leave you no money? Yeah, the tooth fairy is the weirdest one. What is it? Easter Bunny, the tooth fairy... Santa Claus, what's the other one? Um, Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus. Secretary's Day. Secretary Day? What the fuck you gotta do with holiday? That's a failed attempt at oh, a joke. My mother in law won't won't uh won't celebrate Halloween because she's super Christian and that's the devil's birthday. Whoa. Your mother-in-law says that? <laughs> yeah. So she's like, don't buy masks. It's demons and masks. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You can't buy masks? There's demons masks. and masks? Yeah. Well, what if it's a mask of like, you know, I don't Pokio care. or something? It's a demon. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't, like my mother-in-law, like you shouldn't have like, you know how people have those fat elephants and shit on their flow? Mm-hmm. You can't have that because they care as demons. Hold up. <laughs> um, Fat elephants on their floor carry demons? What? You know, you know how you go in people's house and they have those... Pr- pr- uh, those glass elephants and shit uh-huh. and tigers laying on the floor. You've been yeah. in black houses with yeah. the, the black leather sculpture, couch. And, like a sculpture. Yeah. yeah that shit. You can't have those. No. Not around my mother-in-law. She said that stuff carries demons. She's super safe. Sculptures carry demons? Well, she, the, the, I don't know where she gets this shit from. Where do they read that one? That's a tough one. Like, you know, someone makes a sculpture. Like the, the eagle sculpture in San Francisco. Imagine I mean, that's just like sculptures. I grew up. I grew up in like my mama had a Jesus picture. Every black household had a Jesus Christ and a Mala the King picture. You wasn't black if you didn't have those fucking two pictures in your house. How come nobody knows who Rosa Parks is? Nobody knows what she looks like. I got this photo of Rosa Parks <laughs> mugshot up on the wall and everybody thinks that it's uh, a Chinese a, an lady. Asian lady. Or something. That's what I thought she was. I just don't understand. I I don't I don't know how that's not a famous person. How's that not a famous person? It's a she famous person. She's a famous person once you right. told him who she was. But how's it not like recognizable? Like Martin Luther King, recognizable. Malcolm X, recognizable. If you saw his she's photograph. Biracial. Is that what it is? She's probably biracial. Oh for sure. Yeah, she's definitely biracial. Yeah. Just by the, her coloration. But I, I don't know. Just it'd probably be better instead of doing that. Well, you could do that. But uh, it's hard to zoom in on that. Yeah, there you go. That's what Rosa Parks looked like. Nobody knows. So she was... Uh, she the lady that said no. She said, fuck this. I'm sitting right here. Bitch. <laughs> Became fan. Boy, they fucking... Nobody asked her to move. She looked white. Nobody asked her to move, oh, but they, they said they asked, asked her. her to move. <laughs> I think in that, at that time, it's like she was the tipping point, you know? There's I'm glad I was in those days. Can you imagine? Imagine when they had whites-only fountains and shit. My daddy always talked about that shit. He he passed about three years ago. And when I brought him to Indianapolis to live with me, and my daddy really never lived around white people. So when my son, all his friends was white. So my daddy would say, like, Pat, you got to get Gary. He out there pulling them little cracker kids on his motorcycle. And I'm like, Daddy, nobody say that shit anymore. <laughs> he, was, he had a slave mentality. 
Well, if you stop and thought about it for a second, like how mo- how recent slavery was, it really kind of freaks you out because that was 1865 they made slavery illegal. That is not that long ago. No. That is not that long ago. That is weird. That's less than 200 years. Stop and think about that. 1865, it, that's not that long ago. If you lived to be 100 years, if, you, if you're 100 years old today, okay, and that means that in 1914 you were born, okay? If you were born in 1914, 100 years before that, 1814, slavery is legal as fuck. Yeah. So that's like two generations, you know, grandfather to father to, grand, to, you know, like if you go back like two more generations before that, that's not that many people. That's yeah. like a guy has give um, uh, a woman gives birth to a child. The the child gets raised, has children of his own, and then you know maybe has five children. generations, maybe 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 five maybe. generations. And the, but the people that are alive, like the the patterns of people that are alive, birth to death, birth to death. There's only three, three generations of birth to death, and you got. I mean, not a, a guy giving birth, you know, a, a, a woman giving birth to her own child and him giving birth to his own child, but a person living from birth to death, the next pe- person being born birth to death, there's only three. That's not that long. And that was buying people. You could just buy them. Yeah. You could take them. You could fuck them. You could kill them. You could do whatever you wanted. There wasn't any laws. They were yours. They were your property. Yeah. They would just tell you if you beat them, they'd tell you not to beat them as much. You know? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I wasn't around, but. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Could, could you even imagine? Can you imagine owning a person in your backyard? Well, what's fucked is when you hear there's just as much slavery today as there was during during 1865. If you like looked at the world, the well, whole world as far as the numbers. Well, what about all this sex slave shit going mm-hmm. on with the younger kids? I heard a lot of those kids. They like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. I heard. Well, I will say I liked it, but I don't think those kids like it. <laughs> he wouldn't let me go home, Of course Joe. they don't like it. Of course they don't like it. Imagine that someone would justify sex slavery. Like, look, look, look. There's other problems in the world. Okay, we have an energy problem. There's global warming. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably that's how they look at it. Look, you had it bad. Your mama didn't have shit. Come on over here, suck a few dicks. Let me feed you. Well, you made it work. You, you, you were like a person who was. I mean, you were sec- sexually molested. If you were having sex with a man in his twenties and you're yeah. fourteen, or you were twelve at the time when 12. it first started. You're being sexually molested. Yeah. You made it work. But it was good sexual molested. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I it's, shouldn't give him credit for that, but. But it was good. Unemployed. Unemployed black men can fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's Lord, awful. I hope my husband don't listen. That's awful. <laughs> I hope he's not listening too. I really want to see so, photos of this. Don't you want to? Because I really want to see what you a twelve. See me no, 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 no. A twelve-year-old. That's a no, bro. No, I don't want to see photos coming of to your house. <laughs> You better. you better go to jail, you nasty ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What he means is a twelve-year-old that looks like a grown woman. Yeah, I want to see like, I, like are, I want to see. Do you have boobs? Or are you holding like a teddy bear and looking show, back at can it? Can I show you me at sixteen? Yeah. Well, yeah, that'll work. Let's see if I can get this fucking phone. I can show you me at sixteen. You know what was crazy? I was a, I was a drug dealer on this picture, so my daughter was like, "Oh, you don't look like I expected you to look." 
And I was like, well, what do you expect? You know, gold teeth. And I was like, I wasn't fucking up my teeth. Is you fucking crazy? You know, that was the most, that was the biggest scam in the ghetto. Those dentists were putting teeth, gold teeth on those cricket ass black people teeth when they should say, hey, dude, take this dope money and get some braces first before you fucking crown these, before you cram these golds on these ragged ass teeth. So you be at the club and this motherfucker got teeth in his mouth looking like a piranha, but he grilled out. you like, what the fuck? Okay, explain that to me because I'm white. What is it about gold teeth? What like, it's not about that, gold teeth. Black people are flashy. We like gold. Right. We like shit that shines. Why is that? Because we want to stand out. And I, I, I tell you, we with black people, we want you to know we got it. Oh. Because you really, you come from not having it. So mm-hmm. when you get it, you tell the fucking world. Because I was just telling my friends, I said, what is it with black people that'll run out and buy buy $1,000 jeans and you fucking got a food stamp card, but your pocketbook costs $800? You know, you got to fucking, you got to get a name brand purse. Or you get a knockoff name brand purse for $200, and it ain't even fucking real leather, and it don't have no value. Just so people can say, I'm talking to Michael Cole, I'm talking to Louis Vuitton. Well, we know it's not Louis Vuitton because your fucking car is raggedy, and your teeth is crooked, and you got a bad weave, bitch, and you got a lot of kids behind you. You don't buy a Louis Vuitton if you're fucking, you got four, five kids. It don't work like that. Them bad start at two grand. But a Louis Vuitton is like not like a Ferrari. Like, if you get a fake Louis Vuitton, what happens? It doesn't hold shit, you know? It I mean, holds shit a, for them, and they act like it's real. You know what I mean? Like, if you have a fake Ferrari, you know, you're not driving very Who fast. the fuck got a fake Ferrari? <laughs> oh, they have fake Ferraris. They fall apart. The purses fall apart very fast. I bet in China they're making fake Ferraris right now on a goddamn assembly line. I bet there's dudes out there that have fake Ferraris that don't even know they have fake Ferraris. It's probably totally possible. I never heard of a fake Ferrari, but I know about some fake bags and want to be flashy. And, you know, you know I was going to get a gold grill when I was a drug dealer, but I had a friend who was like, you're not always going to do this shit. And you have really nice teeth. So why would you fuck them up? So if you did get gold teeth, they have to, like, chip out the outside of it and then no, cover they it with do gold. No, uh-uh, they, they, what they do is they, my brother had beautiful teeth. I mean, he could have did a fucking Colgate commercial. And he went and got a gold and they, they, they fucking moved his front teeth and put a gap there so they can push the goal up. Uh, uh, and he decided, uh, I don't like this shit. This country-ass brother of mine put a pen in his mouth and ripped the goal off his teeth. Ow! What Did about bleed? <laughs> no, it didn't bleed. He was just my brother, a hillbilly. I, I, tell you, I got two brothers with the same name, and they're not twins. Their name is Anthony and Tony, and that's their real fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what, Joe, I didn't even know that. I didn't even recognize that until my husband was like, Pat, why do your brothers have the same name? <laughs> I was like, my fucking brothers don't have the same name. Their name is Anthony and Tony. He was like, Pat, that's the same name. I was like, what the fuck? That is the same name. You know what else is the same name? What? John and Jack. Well, they're not what? John and Jack. Yeah. Is it? John F. Kennedy was Jack Kennedy. Yeah. John F. Kennedy was Jack. They called him Jack Kennedy. That makes no sense. Yeah, it's one of the weirdest ones. That's a weird one. It's a weird abbreviation. But that abbreviation is not always used. Like, um, I know a Jack that was born Jack. Like, on his birth certificate, it says Jack. But John is the, you know, the nickname of John is Jack. It's a J-O-H-N only or something like that. I don't know. It's a good question. You're at 16 in this photograph? I'm probably That's my eagle. 15. Here's him. That. It's one of a kind. <laughs> Let me see that. That's you at 16? With him. And that's the dude? That's the grown-ass man I had the baby by. Wow. That's crazy. That's the dude that shot you? That's the dude that shot me. 
Well, this is hard to see because it's kind of a an old picture. Yeah. But what did you do to this phone? I did you shoot it. this phone? <laughs> I broke the shit at Lowe's. <laughs> at the hardware store? Yeah. Is that a note? Yeah, that's what? a note. Those are great, aren't they? Yeah, for I old people those. like me who wants to see. Those are great for going online, though. Looking at web pages, you can't yeah. beat it. You can't beat it for that. So here's me as a drug dealer. Oh, I'll show you my kids. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is a podcast that people listen to. I'm showing it to you. I know. <laughs> I know. But I'm saying that uh, I wish that everybody who listens could get a, a photograph of this. That's your kids right here? Uh-huh. Oh, That's beautiful. me, like 16. Wow. That's crazy. You That's at 16 with two kids, and one of them looks like it's six. How old are you? <laughs> I'm not even fucking around. That's crazy. That's a child with children. That's a child with children. Wow, you have a crazy life, Miss Pat. Yes, I do. How did you How did you choose the name Miss Pat? How'd you go with Miss Pat? Because I was going to name myself Rabbit, but that was Rabbit. too close to my drug dealing life. Right. And so I didn't want him to come to the stage Rabbit. That's just too fucking black. Right. So I said, like, <laughs> 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 So I was like, well, what can I call myself? And at that time, when I started being a comedian, I still had the, the little vending business at the dome. And, and all my daughter's school uh, classmate works for me. So everybody called me Miss Pat. So I was like, well, that'll make people respect me, Miss Pat. So I, I was like, okay, the kid's naming. That's a good one. I like Miss Pat. My name is Patricia. It's very, I mean, well, it's very easy to remember, too. And it's it's unique to you. And you automatically know I'm black. <laughs> it could be Jay, like an Asian. No, you automatically yeah. know I'm black. Miss Pat. That could be an Asian. A crazy Asian chick who wears tight leather clothes. Or a gay Asian dude. No, Ms. I've walked Pat? up on people like in, in mainstream rooms. They was like, who performed tonight? They was like, Miss Pat. Uh Miss Pat got to be black. It's got to be some Def Jam. And I'm standing I'm like, no, bitch. What the fuck is you talking about, white boy, with your cat jokes? With your cat, cat jokes? jokes? <laughs> I fucking hate cat jokes. <laughs> Why do you hate cat jokes? Well, because if you go to a mainstream club, all you fucking hear is cat jokes. I'm like, can one of you fucking white boys rob a bank so you can be more fucking interested? You gifted bastards. Gifted bastards? Yeah, you Gifted, had like privileged. Privileged bastards. Yeah. I don't want to hear your cat. You don't want to <laughs> fucking change your litter box. Hey, come on. Let's rob a grocery store, bitch, so we can eat. <laughs> let's do some real life shit. What kind of cat jokes do you hear? Is this Indianapolis cat jokes? No, everywhere I go, they got <laughs> cat jokes. And I don't fucking tell a cat joke in front of me. It fucking drives my vagina You need out. to go on stage at the UCB. What the fuck is that? That's the hipster club? <laughs> That's what dudes wear cardigans and they, they all oh. have cats. Everyone has cats. They put cats I on know. their Instagrams. My, <laughs> fucking cat. I have, I have cute, two cats. You do? I, I have two cats, two dogs, and 24 chickens. What the fuck do you live in California with chickens? I live. I got to tell you my chicken show. Joke. You got a chicken story? Yeah. I, my mama had one chicken in the backyard. She had a lot of them, but she eventually killed them all. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. So, we. I. When my life was so bad, I would go outside every day and just tell this chicken everything. You know, cuckoo, my mama ain't shit. This bitch is shooting at us. I hate this bitch. She ain't got no teeth. Was cuckoo. His name was cuckoo. Oh. I fucking hated it. My mama, so I would talk to this chicken, and you know, a chicken walking around eating shit off the ground. I really thought he was concerned and was listening to me. So, honestly, I come home from school, and this bitch got my chicken. My only friend that was listening to my pain by the neck and getting ready to kill him. And the chicken, eyes is big and I'm looking at the chicken and he looking at me and I'm like nigga did you snitch on me and she gonna fucking <laughs> kill me next 
<laughs> and she killed that chicken and she made me eat it. Wow. That was well, you know, that's what a lot of people have chickens for. They kill them and eat them. But I didn't know I made friends with it. So I that's why I don't have a chicken for a pet. I don't have a dog because I I had a dog named Pup Pup. Pup Pup. Pup Pup. And Cuckoo and Pup Pup. Cuckoo and Pup Pup. I used to love the fuck out of him. So when Ronald Reagan got reelected, Pup Pup got upset about the election. I assumed and jumped out the back porch with a change on the neck and fucking hung itself. Wow. That's why I won't vote Republican because to this day, <laughs> I say Ronald Reagan killed my fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about suicide because of Reagan. Hey, I almost moved to Canada because of George Bush. Really? I thought about that shit. When he re won, when he won in 2004, I was like, this is, this is a crazy place to live. I got to get out of here. When he re won, I was seriously thinking about going to Vancouver. And I was on TV at the time. I was like, I, I would have been hard for me to move to Canada and still come back and do Fear Factor. But I was like, this is not going to, this is an insane place to live. We got to get out of here. I was c- totally convinced we had to get out of here. I was yeah, going to try to get all my friends to move to Vancouver too. I mean, they, they all say they're going to do shit for us, but in the end, we are going to get fucked about them. They don't give a fuck about us. They just want to buy nice meals, nice suits, and do the fuck they want to do. I wonder. People don't care about people anymore. When I was little, Joe, you could go to the black church and eat on Sunday for free for years until Ronald Reagan got reelected. Then, <laughs> I'm telling you, he fucked us up because after that, they started charging $5 for the meals. And I haven't, I haven't been back to the church since. Five bucks seems reasonable. But not when you live where I fucking yeah. live in the 80s. Right. Oh, On oh, food stamps. Well, I got fruit the 80s, once like a month. Bucks, right? That was like $10, right? Mm-hmm. Probably 20 in my neighborhood. We didn't, we didn't even eat fucking fruit. We ate you, beans every fucking day. But don't you think that like times are tough and prices for things are expensive and people would, do you really think that people don't care about people anymore? No. They don't. Really? They, but they don't, don't you? Cut you out yeah, but I care you? about people. Okay, if you my you friend. If you my friend, you my fucking friend. All right. Are we fucking friends or what? We're not fucking friends. No, but I we're mean, friends. Well, you said my fucking friend. You oh, said that. Okay, I repeated okay. <laughs> you not scared me. words. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you my friend, you. you my friend. Okay. I mean, and I'll do anything for you. I'm not a two faced type bitch. I'm down with you. Okay. So. But people say they down with you to get what you got. Some. They, some, but yeah. th- there's, there's ever you could say that about. And in this business, in this bit, this is a cutthroat. For this is almost like getting a drive-by in the hood. I disagree. You know why? Why are you here then? You're here because we want to help you. We you I mean, here because we, we found I mean, we found I'm not we heard about, about you. you. But this is the business. The this business. I mean, some is people right. do help. I'm not saying this everybody's business, like that. This business is going on right now in this room. Is this business? Mm-hmm. And in this business. We're just trying to help you. So that's bullshit. What well, uh, is this? This is this around. No, 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 no. You can find those people. This is this this is my thoughts on this business. Yeah, you can find those people mm-hmm. in this business. But you could find those people everywhere. You could also find people that are nice. Yes. I, I really believe people there's more nice people than people give credit for because the negative instances stand out. It's like when people talk about like online like commenters on YouTube and shit like that. Think about what percentage of people that is. Like, everyone's like, there's a perfect example that society's doomed. Go read. Like, I was reading something about Floyd Mayweather the other day. 
Floyd Mayweather took a picture with his new girlfriend, and, mm-hmm. and the fucking comments were so bad. Now, I think that is evil. When you get on YouTube or you get on and you talk about Beyonce baby hair, I was like, oh. these people are human. Like, people would say shit to me. And I, like, I did a podcast, and I talked about putting drugs in my baby panties. And everybody at the time was tweeting you to get me on. So this dude was like, oh, why would you want her on Joe Rogan when she put drugs in my baby panties? I said, hold on, bitch. I was 15 years old at the time. Have you thought about where I was in my life at that time? I said, plus, don't judge me, bitch. You probably like fucking frozen cucumbers up your ass, but nobody's coming over your house trying to pull frozen cucumbers out your ass. I'm not judging you because you like... very specific. <laughs> frozen <laughs> cucumbers. How do you know? How can you make that call? Why I mean, frozen? Because if he doesn't have frozen cucumbers up his ass, he's They'll in the break. clear. Your break. entire argument is invalid. <laughs> I mean, when people people do, they, they write ugly stuff. Right. I mean, they, sometimes I look at... because they don't have to deal with you face to face yeah that's that's see that's not a normal way to communicate with people people get a free shot at you like you're miss pat you know you're on the internet you're on a, a video they see it and they can just start talking shit for free and more than one it's not one-on-one like if you were doing that in a room say like i would if, knock they fucking ass but out but it wouldn't happen listen no if it you wouldn't were in the, if, if you're in a room like say if you were in a room and you're talking to me and then mm-hmm. someone who's a youtube commenter was sitting right there and listening to you talk you used to say someone who would say something awful about you on YouTube. If they were sitting right next to you, they wouldn't say they wouldn't shit. say shit. Yeah, they wouldn't say shit. And if they did say shit, if they did say something rude, you'd be like, "Where the fuck are you coming from? Why are you coming at me?" I'm not. First of all, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking to you. This doesn't concern you. So why are you making some sort? Of, and then you'd have a conversation with that person, and they would be shown to be retarded, and then it would be done. But they could just leave it on YouTube. That comment is permanent. Yes. That, this moron statement. That's not supposed to happen in nature. It's just not. When you think about how many people that is, though, that's a small... What percentage of the people comments on YouTube videos? Is it even one-tenth don't have a fucking of one percent? Yeah, but what is the number? I mean, well, is it one-tenth of one percent? Is it even that? You could just look at the likes and dislikes of every video, and that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, likes and dislikes is pretty easy, but... Comments sometimes are interesting. Sometimes they're engaging. Like we talked about that with Lewis from Unbox Therapy. That sometimes he gets people that are like really knowledgeable and they're interesting and they have discussions in the in the comments. But it's the shit like on Floyd May where they're talking about his girlfriend. I was like, whoa, they jealous. Is- not just jealous, hateful, and they're also they're 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 giving in to their situation. They're giving in to that this guy is rich and famous and a superstar and successful, and I am less. I will never be in his position, so yeah. I'm going to take free He's shots jealous. at him. I'm going to throw rocks at him. they would him. never say that in his face. That's like when they was going around saying, come Beyonce, baby. Yeah. Who the fuck are you to tell the Beyonce? That baby is more richer than all you motherfuckers I know. If that baby want to have nappy hair and her parents want her to have that baby hair was nappy or whatever you want to call it, she still looked better than your fucking baby who was born on Medicaid, bitch. Well, again, if the baby wasn't born on Medicaid, your argument is invalid. And they go, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm but just I know saying, period. Saying. I, know exactly I mean, people pick at people and they don't realize that you, when you say stuff like that, they can hear it. Well, it's just it's stupid. It's just a stupid. It's a it's it's a it's a situation that's never supposed to happen. Human beings are supposed to communicate with each other. They're not supposed yeah. to just communicate. 
And when you just communicate, no one's there. And you can just say whatever you want. There's no repercussions. You're in an echo chamber. You don't even have the fucking name that you have. Like, you're, you're 69 Eat Me. That's your YouTube name, you know? So 69 Eat Me has all these uh, things that they say. And they can say fucked up shit on every video they find online. They're not even a real person. And they could have 20 of those names. They could do whatever they want. Like, that situation doesn't exist in nature. But it doesn't mean that people are fucked up. It means that there's an avenue for fucked up people to express themselves that didn't exist before, and there's evidence of that. I had a fat girl one time. I was on Bob and Tom, and I said some stuff like, oh, my husband don't think I'm funny. You know, I don't like being fat because fat girls like to eat all the time. So this lady sent me like a long-ass email. How dare you talk about the fat girl? And why is you on that Klansman show with them white dudes and you this? And fat girls are sexy. And she sent me all these fucking coupons. Then she sent me all these fucking uh, little things for clothes for fat girls. All of them was fucking leopard. I don't put on no leopard anyway. Leopard? Yeah, leopard and tiger. That's what fat girls wear. Leopards and tigers. They want them to look like animals so you can shoot the shit out of them. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was <laughs> Why do they always wear leopards? You look at Lane Bryan and Ashley Stewart. They always fucking everything is animal print. I think they're trying to kill us. <laughs> I don't wear that shit. I wear black. Okay, big okay. Uh, so look at big girls print, clothes. Big girls. I'm telling you, so she sent me this jumper and she was like, Big girls are sexy and so I was gonna tear her ass <laughs> up and my husband talked me out of it. What you need to do is you need to write a bit about big girls wearing animal I do prints. have a bit. Do you have a bit about that? Yeah. You need I need to hear that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. It's they so true. It is. Look at it. I told giant you, giant girl a gi- with leopard titties. Titties. Wow. Oh, look, everything wow. tiger and animals and zebra, zebra pants. Why is that? I don't know. Why they think we want to look like a bear or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> I said leopard. And I said bear. Leopard bear. <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird thing. Maybe it's like. An attempt, an appeal at the animalistic side know, to make you more attractive. It. I don't buy leopard panties. I don't. I mean, I just think <laughs> I'm serious. My husband don't want to see my big old ass walk around no leopard panties and no leopard bra, and mm. then I got stomach hanging over the front of that. He don't want to see that shit. No, no, I don't buy like like Valentine's Day. Look, Valentine's Day. It always a pink and red leopard lingerie lingerie for fat girls. I'm not putting myself in that shit. I'm no. I'm not doing it. No lingerie. No, I sleep in a t-shirt. <laughs> okay. I'm with a, my panties on. Don't be angry at me. <laughs> no. I'm past the lingerie part, baby. When I lost my virginity in the graveyard, I'm done. Lingerie is over. Now, seeing your husband lose all his weight and go vegan, does that make you want to do anything? Yeah, but I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know your boundaries. I'm lazy. I need a sponsor. Y'all send me some free nutrition food. But you're I not am. lazy because you hustle. I hustle my ass off. So how does that, that work? Everybody got that one thing that they can't accomplish right off. And that, for me, is losing weight. I, I just mm. lost 30 pounds on Nutrisystem. And so, you know what? I don't have $300 this month. I quit. I was fucking, Nutrisystem food is still at the house. I went straight to Chick-fil-A. What is Nutrisystem? How does that work? They send you, like, healthy They send food? you healthy foods and meals. And it works if you can afford it. I but I missed one gig, and I couldn't afford it no one more. One gig? <laughs> I think Weight Watchers is the best. Have you ever tried Weight Watchers? Oh, I used I to can't do Weight count, Watchers. I can't count no fucking points. I'm busy. No, but you have an <laughs> you know, app. You have an app I, I got a GD. I can't keep up with that kind of shit. I just moved my niece. <laughs> I just moved my niece and her four kids in. I ain't got time to be counting shit. I, got, I can't do that. I need something you can pop in the microwave, eat it, and then go on about your business. Yeah, but if you had like... 
this is what I believe. I believe that you're going to be very successful. That's what I believe. Absolutely. Thank you. You're going to have crazy, crazy money. And uh, when you do, are you going to get like a private chef? A personal chef, train. A personal and a chef, trainer, yeah. And a chef to cook you like healthy meals. And then we'll I'm going to ring a bell. Ding, see, ding, ding. Bring me my thousand calories. Miss Pat shrivel up. <laughs> or are we going to see Miss Pat say, thank you very much for the healthy meal. And you shut your door and bolt it and then pull a drawer out from underneath <laughs> your bed. And you start stacking cakes. and <laughs> <laughs> Twinkies and Snickers no. bars. No, if I can get half of my sixth grade figure back, half of it, just half of just, it. I used to be one hundred and forty pounds. Wow. Oh god, and nice round titties and both nipples. That was a good old day. This is slowly, <laughs> slowly work your way back to that. We can make this happen. Healthy. What you gonna do? Eat Shoot healthy. at me? No. <laughs> make me run? Just, just it costs to eat yourself. healthy. It does. Well, you know, I was eating healthy. Then I moved my niece in. My niece was homeless with four kids. She's 23 years Whoa. old. So I said, okay. I raised her for 10 years. Her mama came back and fucked up her life. So I went home for Christmas, and I fucking got my niece, four <laughs> kids. And I, I just started back eating. I was so stressed out. I mean, mm-hmm. how do you bring five people into your house? Kids literally had no shoes, no nothing. And... I took everything I had to get these kids back together. I mean, these kids were so behind on they, they shots. Her four-year-old was getting newborn shots. Oh, my God. So I had, I mean, I think that that brought on a lot of stress. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to start back. I'm eating. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Stress is a fucker. And when you hit stress, the first thing you do when you hit like a real bad patch is to go back to whatever comforts you. Yeah. For some people, it's food. For some people, it's cigarettes. For some people, it's booze. You know. And I need to lose weight. Oh my God! I just a hundred pounds will do me justice. You're too funny. We got to keep you healthy. You're yeah, too you're funny. right. We got to keep you healthy. I won't drop dead. When are you back here again? We got to do this again. We ran out of time. We just did three hours. To... Oh, we did. Yep. Fuck! I feel like I've been here for thirty I minutes. Know, it's crazy. It just flew by. Three hours is over. I don't know. Whenever you call for me, I'll <laughs> be tell, here. You got an open invitation anytime you want to come on. Anytime. Well, thank Anything. You. Can I promote my website? Fuck and stuff? yeah, please do. Y'all, please. Y'all know my Twitter, Comedian Miss Pat. Comedian Miss Pat, Facebook, comedian, Instagram. Comedian, like as in girl comedian. Yeah, as in That's girl comedian. That's a very comedian. controversial thing. Like a lot of comedian, female comedians, they just say, I'm a fucking comedian. I'm not a comedian. Well, I asked my friend who had the college degree. I was like, oh, I need you to spell comedian the girl right. <laughs> so she Googled it. <laughs> so, well, the know. good thing is if you just type in M-S-P-A, it comes up. P- M-S-P-A-T. Yeah. And I have a um, Instagram, Facebook. And my website is Miss Pat Comedy. Miss Pat Comedy dot com. Yeah, Miss Pat Comedy dot com. I want to uh, do a couple of dates. Yeah, please, please, please join please. me at, at Toledo, Ohio, uh, August yes. 8th through 9th at Laughs. I'll be at the Funny Bone one night only. So it's very important that you come out to the Funny Bone. I want to show them that I have some fans. Which Funny Bone? Um, Atlanta? Hell no. It's the uh, Dayton. 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 Dayton Funny Bone, yeah. Funny Bone, Atlanta is a good spot. We ain't got no funny bone in Atlanta. Don't they? No, no we got an improv. Punchline. Punchline. Punchline, yeah. They don't book me yet. Funny so, bone is uh, Columbus. Columbus, funny yeah. bone. Yeah, and the Dayton. I'm in Dayton. Dayton. And Zany's August 28th through the 31st. Nashville? Chicago. Chicago. Good yes, room. great room. And Oklahoma City, uh, Oklahoma City, I'll be there September the 10th through the 13th. At the Looney Beans. Is all this on your website? All of this is on my website. MissPatComedy.com. MissPatComedy.com. Thank you so much. This has thank been a lot of fun. Thank you for having I really, really And thank it. you to the fans who got me here. And I want to thank my friend Avery at Morty's Comedy Joint because he told me three years ago, he said, if you get on Joe Rogan, some shit might happen. 
And I said, who the fuck is Joe Rogan? <laughs> and look, Beautiful. I'm here. Beautiful. That's Avery awesome. made it real. Avery right. Diligent at Morty's Comedy Jump. And, and give a big shout out to... Uh, Randy, who's helping me with a project in Indy. That was a beautiful podcast. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I really, thank you, really, thank really y'all really for having that. me. Am I the first black woman? Uh, no, no, Tiffany. Well, Tiffany, Tiffany wasn't on this though. She, oh, she was wasn't. on the other one, Ice House Chronicles. Yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe. Oh shit! I broke history. We have so I'm the Rosa Parks. You might Park. be the Rosa Parks of this podcast. Hell I think yeah. she is. I feel like we're. Maybe. Shut the fuck up, Red Bean. I'm the first one. <laughs> right. I thought his name was Red Bean. And I met him last night. It is now. Guess <laughs> what? Like it Bean. is Red Bean now. <laughs> now it is. <laughs> that shit's going to stick. All right. Thanks to our sponsor. Thanks to Onnit.com. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word Rogan and save 10% off any and all supplements. Also, thanks to NatureBox. Go get your yum-yums on, folks. Rich and delicious and healthy and nutritious. Um, NatureBox.com slash Rogan. Go there and enjoy it. If you don't get the sriracha cashews, you're a sucker. MC. NatureBox.com slash Rogan. Get 50% off your month's first box. And thanks also to Stamps.com. Go to Stamps.com. Use the code word J-R-E and save yourself some money. Much love, my friends. We'll be back soon. Take care. Drive safe. Eat your vegetables. Big kiss. Oh, August 1st, Ace Hotel and Theater, downtown LA, Joey Diaz, Duncan Trussell, and moi. Come laugh with us. See you soon.